The Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. All right, Travis, you ready? Let's get it. And I'm so happy to say this. Tom Graff, are you ready? I'm back, baby. Oh, boy. Here we go. We're we're three guys who like to talk pinball. So we came up with a clever name. We're Joel and Travis down who talk pinball. And we call ourselves Triple Drink, Triple Drink, Triple Drink. We're Triple All right. Um, wow, this feels good. This yeah. feels good. Yeah, Tom's back. Yeah, Tom is. Tom is I'm back. glad to be back with friends. Yes. So, just to reiterate, Tom was not on the last episode uh, by choice. By choice, we were. You know, we Trav or Travis and I had talked about. You know, we needed to do a. Uh, well, Texas Tom, pinball. are you hearing this? Joel is just straight up throwing you under the bus. No, it's okay. Wait, let me get to it because oh, okay. you know we we got a big deal here. I mean, see I'm what just, I had to do, Tom. I had we, to co-host with Joel. I, I, I listened to it, and I'm sorry, everybody. Never leave me again, Tom. Oh boy. Never again. <laughs> well, I would love it. I would love for you guys to never, you know, let's this. We got a good thing here. I said it before. Tom is the longest leg of a three legged stool. And, uh, you know, we were wobbly. We were wobbly. But Travis and I, we just we got through it. I think I don't there wasn't any real substance there. I mean, I think we just kind of make fun of each other and agree with each other. But we need Tom to like actually bring in the validity, you know, and like the the firm, bold statements that we've all grown to love. So I, I like pinball. There we go. See, we wouldn't have had that. Travis would have just been, I don't know, whatever. Shit, I knew we were missing something last yeah, podcast. That's, that's, that's what it was. That's what it was. Well, for all the listeners out there, sorry to keep you waiting. Uh, thanks for bearing through last episode. But uh, but what I was saying is, yes, Tra- uh, Tom takes his you know professional pinball career seriously. I did see the little news story on you, by the oh, way. God. And uh, I was trying to get out of that, too. No, nah, you crushed it. Um, nope. You're, you're you know, a pro pinball player now, buddy. I know you're a uh, you prefer like still shots for your modeling career, but you may need to break into video, or maybe you are breaking into video. But um, uh, yeah, you're just practicing for worlds. You know, you're I, ready to I, dominate. I do do a stream, Joel. I I know, but this is like you know, Joel's like talking OnlyFans, Tom. That's oh, what he's getting at here. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> glad we got. Um, yeah, I'm glad we're back. You know, this is uh. This is needed. I think what I've realized is, you know, when there's three of us, two of us can gang up on the other one and we kind of just rotate on who that is at any given moment. Um, Yeah, it's good for Travis. It makes him feel included. So, yeah, glad. All right. Well, number one, I did the list today. So the numbers actually work. So number one, we have listed here as catching up, catching up. So, um, yeah, it's been a little while. while. It's been a little while uh, since we recorded. I don't know. Anything crazy? I know. I don't know. Is anything happened in your lives that's worth mentioning all right nothing anything tom <laughs> Any, anything uh, for you great lakes pinball open uh midwest gaming classic baseball started yeah that's about it that's about it any uh any highlights on any of that that you mentioned anything worth filling in the listeners no i just i i did the clock chaos tournament this year and uh and helped out with that and also the main tournament which uh andy bagwell won congrats to him nice uh but uh yeah you sound uh, really MG's, excited about Andy's I, I victory know. <laughs> i know 
<laughs> He'll love that. But no, MGC was a was a big success. Uh, it was the most attended the show's ever been. Nice. And uh, looking forward to next year. Nice. No, no crazy. Uh, I mean, you. I know you were basically living the tournament the whole time, but well, there were there wasn't any like crazy reveals, or did you have a chance to play any games there that you hadn't played before, or anything like that? Um, no, not really. I mean, there there was definitely no reveals. I was hoping for, you know a jjp game but yeah. uh yeah that didn't happen got it got it and then uh yeah catching up travis i know uh we we typically have a pretty active uh facebook chat you know throughout the week and um i i live at my computer i mean i do software support for a living and then tom whenever he's not drilling teeth he's pretty he's pretty active in the chat and travis used to be on the chat all the time but i don't know about you tom but like the last week it's just <laughs> it's like travis has a big boy job he's like he's a, working he's a busy man yeah i found you, someone travis. else i'm sorry i found someone else yes yeah no uh yeah you're uh you're putting in work you whore at- <laughs> <laughs> you're uh travis is putting in work at the pinball company i think he i don't know you're 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 keeping your above ahead your, your head above water right i mean it's it's a lot i mean somewhat i'm at a yeah. computer a lot so it's like i'm rapidly turning into a neck beard it feels like so mm. i need to make sure to get outside every now and again i guess yeah and hiss at the sun yeah but, <laughs> well yeah. whenever i do get to see the sun it rains all the time up here in the st louis area i don't know what it is at it's, least there's no tornadoes yeah yeah i mean there's none of that the most wind we have is maybe 12 13 miles per hour but it just it rains just non-stop like every other day it feels like it's just pouring rain and then nothing then back to rain nothing so i don't know i don't know what it is i'm sorry your body's not you know used to moisture but yeah good luck with it um that's the midwest man (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know you what oklahoma dirt or something is what it sounds like yeah that's true well it's a lot windier in oklahoma so yeah it's like when you go outside it feels like you have what is that that you use to draw off your hair a uh hair dryer dryer? yeah hair dryer (laughs) that makes sense (laughs) i just had to reverse the words around We're on tonight. Yeah. Yeah. The fast wind machine. Holy cow. What is <laughs> Whatever it is, that, that thingamajigger that just like <laughs> the throws out wind at you. <laughs> yeah, like the hot stuff oh, that comes at you. Yeah. Boy. So hair it feels dryer. like you got a hair dryer <laughs> on the back of your neck when you go outside in Oklahoma. So, yeah, yes. Just wait for uh, humidity. Let's just edit that part out. Don't nah, worry about it. Nah. <laughs> humidity, man. Just wait for the summer and you're inter- you're introduced to humidity for the first time. You'll love it. Well, I'm so glad we got to catch up. This is this has been yeah, a great podcast so far. <laughs> I'm glad I'm spending my evening night, with you yeah. two. Good night, everyone. It's a lot better when two people know an obvious answer and it makes the one person feel dumb compared to just one-on-one. I'm glad yeah. you at least corrected me and you gave me the answer and just didn't let me like spend the next minute trying to figure out that word. So I appreciate it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, this was well, the same guy that said two idiots and himself. So two idiots, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's still a t shirt that's waiting to come out. <laughs> oh boy. Well, if anybody's still listening, thanks for listening. Um, but yeah, so just moving ahead, moving forward, um, news wise, um I am so I've basically my last few weeks have just been um, you know, streaming, having a good time, but I've still been I've been streaming Rush a good bit. And um, Zach, with with flipping out, he actually he lives in Evansville, just a few hours away from me. He lets me borrow games to stream. And so on Thursday, he is replacing. He's coming to pick up Rush. Um, so this this particular one will be for sale. So if you want if you want to buy one used, uh, hit up Zach. 
Um, but otherwise, I, he's what I can definitely tell that Joel does not like Rush when I watch. Oh his yeah, streams. yeah. I I meant to ask you about that, Tom. Were you like <laughs> yeah, just offended. taking your phone and just throwing it against the wall when you heard what Joel was saying about Rush? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, yeah. he waited till you weren't on the podcast. I had to wait. I know. Just take a it, chat all over it. I don't know what it was. I just can't say it to your face, Tom. You know, I, still the greatest game. I'm, you know, to be. This is my 100 percent honesty. When Here I comes stream Finn Rush, Sitter Joel again. Here he comes. No, I, up, this is the thing. On. When I when I stream Rush, I feel bad, and I feel bad because I I know I am not showing the game in a good light. Like if this is a if Zach is letting me borrow this game for marketing purposes, like I am not helping him sell this game. That's <laughs> hey, the thing. Self awareness yeah. is the first step to recovery. So there we, we appreciate Perfect. that about you. Yeah. And that to me, it's just I I don't know. I don't know what to blame it on. But when I see other people stream rush, absolutely they look like they're having a lot more fun than me and they're hitting a lot more shots than I am. And this is a game that really it blows up. Why are you pointing? What are you doing? <laughs> you need glasses. <laughs> I need. I had LASIK done. Okay, I have my LASIKs done, and it works great. See your um, eye doctor. <laughs> yeah, see my eye doctor. Try. I don't I know. Can't play find better. the shots. I yeah. don't know where they are. It's like I'm they keep an, moving. I'm not an idiot. It's just it's a hard game. It's it's freaking John Borg, man. I don't know. I it's I can't really defend my lack of poor play but um i mean i see it i i see the code ray's been on ray day you know who coded the game has been on my stream before there's i see it i see what makes this game so good and why people like you and you know tom and travis actually really love this game and the the crazy deep strategies of this game like i see it and that's that's what i'm frustrated by is i know it's there and i know what to do i just can't do it <laughs> have you tried practicing uh oh oh okay yeah um no no i haven't done that but what i did try was i i turned it this is what's really sad i i had moved the outlane post down so they i, I made them i closed them off i did that way early on but this is the real sad part got the training wheels on that's okay no it gets Nothing worse wrong with that. it gets worse because raymond's like hey why don't you try turning it in easy mode <laughs> <laughs> easy mode right <laughs> And uh, did you put rubber bands? On no, the I didn't put rubber bands on it. No, I, there's there are there's some preset settings in a game, and he, he there's factory the settings. At five degrees, I bet. No, also. it's I did not <laughs> do that. I just set it to easy mode. So, like, remember when the game originally came out, and you'd get to any of the multi balls, it would be a three ball multi ball instead of two. Yep. You know, it's like some of those things. So, a few less hits to certain things, and I only did that for one stream. And I will tell you, it didn't help. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't help. Um, I, I mean, I was able to achieve some more stuff, but that was uh, the second night of streaming in a row, and I was I was pretty tired. So my See, reflexes were not there. But. And everybody keeps saying that the pro time machine shot is tougher than the LE. It is. Yes. It, it is. 100%. But but the thing goes down, and you hit it, and it ricochets back off. It's It's not a... I, I think the return is better on the pro than it is on the LE. When, uh, uh, well, the, I would agree to that, yeah, because it's yeah. not hitting a dead-end shot and then just coming back to you. Right. But well, we do have it, the buck shot. That it, doesn't exist either. The, the problem is mine True. is still a dead-end shot because I'm hitting the post. The problem is, the is it's Joel. <laughs> so, yes. That's the problem. So yeah. the, post, the two posts on both sides of the, of the ramp are are wider than the than the thin 
rubbers that are on the the premium and LE. So that's what's frustrating is the ramp shot is a very important shot, obviously, in the game. And there have been plenty of times that I can't hit that shot for anything. But the Vux shot, I mean, you hit that, you hit the target, and it comes back at you. You got to react to it. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's why I'm not – it's not that I think it's a bad game. Um, You know, there have have been games that I've had that it's just like, wow, I'm bored of this. Like, I'm sick of the code or I don't see the potential here. Like, these shots aren't fun. It's not that at all. It's just a – this game makes me feel like a a terrible player. And because of that, I'm not – I'm missing out on the fun that everybody else is having. Like, that's the way I feel when I play the game. So, um, to all the Rush owners out there, it's – you know, if you're loving it, I'm really happy for you. Um, but yeah, this is just a game that's that's just personally is hard for me to hard for me to really enjoy like I do other games. Um, so you I don't got to believe in just, yourself, yeah. Joel. It's all Sorry to disappoint you guys. If, if you want to personally attack Joel, just send all emails <laughs> to triple drain podcast, you know, dot com. Oh, no, triple drain at triple drain, triple drain at gmail.com. Yes. I mean, I'll read it. Be happy to read it. We but, have um, an email. Oh, we God, do. you're the worst. Yeah. So, anyways, what <laughs> I was on, saying. I don't have access to this. Wait, do you both just have Joel access and to the I email? Have it. Yeah. yeah. Tom and I read it. I sent you the password. <laughs> did you? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. A long time ago when well, we started the podcast. It's okay. I don't have time for that anyways. You guys are right. <laughs> yeah, reading, <sighs> is, reading is a lot harder for you than most. So, yeah. But anyways, so. This is true. I won't, I won't <laughs> deny that. So Thursday, Zach is picking up Rush and he's swapping it out for GNR. So what I found is I've talked a bunch about this on my streams, um, and I, I'm what I'm really realizing is how polarizing Guns N' Roses is. Like there are some people that are like, "Give it a week, it's an amazing experience." There's no other game like it, and then there are other people that are like, "Yeah, you should have kept Rush," or they're, they're like, "You know, good luck," or. Like you're going to be bored of that or, Hey, if you like multi-ball, you're going to love, like, I don't, it just seems like a super polarizing game. And, um, the reason I picked it and here's the deal. I, and I think I've, I've mentioned these to you, but Zach has essentially given me three options. It was either GNR, it was star Wars premium, or recently he, he threw out the idea of, uh, Batman 66. And I've always, I've always liked Batman 66, but the reason I'm considering, oh yeah, Travis's eyes lit up. The, <laughs> Did the, you say no to Batman? I the reason I'm saying no to Batman is because of how polarizing GNR is, and I want to feel. You know, we have listeners that are JJP fanboys, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. It's just there are some people that truly believe that JJP games are better than anything else that's out on the market. And now that I'm more involved in the hobby. I want to put time in this and I just want to see where I fall. I mean, I may come out of this respecting JJP more. I may like GNR. I may hate it. I don't know. So it's, it's more, I want to put in the time just because I want to feel it. I want to feel it out. I do have a prediction for you because we did talk about this and I'm a big star Wars fan and I had a star Wars premium and I love that pin. I ultimately had to let it go because I had nothing left to do on that pin. And I even told you, I said, you should go for GNR because I yep. think you'd have a lot more fun with that. So honestly, I think you'll have a good time on it. I mean, even though my first review of the game wasn't exactly glowing yeah. a couple of years ago, I think it still has a place at home because I even had one at the house for a little while. My kids loved it. Wife loved it. And I enjoyed playing it to an extent, just figuring out the the intricacies of it and the nuance to it because there is some nuance to it as well. But I think in a home setting, the game is actually a lot of fun. Yeah, and so. and Tom, you still own one, so correct. 
And why do why do you still own it? Why I don't like, know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know. I I like it. I like Guns N' Roses music. It's 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 a cool game. I mean, it's not uh, a huge tournament game because of the endless multi balls. But uh, I like Travis said. I like it as a home home game to get you know try to get as far into it as I can. And sure, it's a deep game. Yeah. Uh, same reason I like like Hobbit and you know uh, yeah. I still have my Willy Wonka. So now, do you like Wonka or GNR better, Tom? I like Wonka better. I, yeah, I just I think too. it's I think more, after playing Wonka, I feel the same way. Yeah, it's just um, I don't know. I, it's more balanced out. I want to say uh, it 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 can be a tournament game to me. So, um, but. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> there you go. Well, well, Joel, I think you'll have fun being welcome to the jungle. I think you'll be mm, just fine yeah. with that. I, I, mean, I think you'll is, enjoy it. Yeah. In a, in a home setting, when you turn off all the lights, you don't have people distracting you or anything like that. You have, I guess in your case, friends and family all around you. I mean, it it is truly <laughs> a concert in a box. So if you're judging it from that, I think you'll have a lot of fun. Sure. If you're trying to figure out every which way to play the game, you might kind of like just spin your way into the ground trying to figure that out with the patches and everything. Yeah. But yeah. Do I mean, you think, oh, do you think Joel will blow it up like Carl? No, Carl <laughs> I, you know, like, what do you mean? Blow it up? Like, like, well, like have you know, he'll score? get like a, a hundred million jackpot. I tell uh, you what, if Joel gets 50 million, I will personally come on his stream and give 10 gifted subs. <laughs> oh, wow. 50 million. So I need 50 there. This is, I don't know the scoring. I'm assuming this is not, not going to happen, but 50 Are million you, jackpot is what I with need. With the glass on. Of course, the glass <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah. And I won't even put it in easy mode. Um, well, you can. The whole game's easy mode. It spits out multi-balls <laughs> at you the whole time. Well, that is one thing I do know. Absolutely. Like my multi-ball play needs to improve. Like I, that is one area of my game. There's a lot of areas of my game that I need but to you, play better. You can't, you, can't trap, you can't trap up on the game. Well, I know. you can, but, but what, it'll hurt you. The What surprised me the few times I've played it before is how quickly you can get into the multi-balls before you're in a song. And the more streams that I've watched, like I've watched some of Carl's streams, it's basically I'm I'm realizing the game is kind of you have the pre-song and then in the song kind of like it's always two phases. So before the song, you want to get like you want to build, you want to build, you're at a building phase and then you get so it's like, are you locking balls to bring them into the song or are you building up the value of the song? So it's interesting. There's definitely some interesting theory here. But what I'm excited about is, I mean, most I stream, and so when I'm playing a game for two hours straight, what I'm pumped about is this game is going to give me options to, you know, play the game. Like, I'll probably just for a while roll with whatever song it gives me, but if I find I like songs better than the other, the fact that I have whatever, 20-something songs I can pick from and switch around and make it feel different and kind of unique as I go, I don't, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm looking at it more as like a JJP experience. I want to I feel it out. And then I'm excited for the game offers. But well, um, you're going to have a lot of fun on it because honestly, I feel like the game is tailor made for a player like you. And I mean, like one that the players, yeah. The, well, no. Like, <laughs> well done, that, Tom. Tom was on that. He knew it was coming. I, I mean, yeah. like the player that isn't like a hardcore tournament player that just yeah. just enjoys playing pinball at your house, just enjoys hitting the start button and taking 30 minutes to just 
fill out a game, doesn't really necessarily need to know every single rule, doesn't need to know exactly where you need to put the ball at every single second of the game. And that's a lot of the charm of GNR is because there is so much that's going on. I think if you want to know what's going on, yeah, you could figure out the depth of the game and maybe get a little bit more fun out of it if you choose to go that route. But at the same time, it's a type of game that if you just love chimp flipping and just having no care in the world and just listen to GNR, you're going to have a lot of fun on the game because, I mean, it's specifically designed for that. And the rule set is designed around that just to keep the action moving along in that sense. So it's not really one of those games that requires to have a ton of ball control to have fun because there's so many multi balls there near the start button. So even if you start bricking a shot here and there, what do you care when you have two or three other balls going yeah. on at the same time? I mean, yeah. it's just, that's the nature of the beast. Well, I know a lot of people complain about the way the JJP flippers feel. And I know uh, Carl D'Angelo, IE Pinball, I mean, a fantastic streamer and an incredible player. Um, we've had him on the show. Um, I reached out to Carl. Carl owns a, a GNR and and he likes it. Like he really yeah. enjoys the game. So I asked him, I was like, what What do you suggest? And, and he said, he goes, well, first off, turn the flippers all the way up turn them make them as powerful as possible and then he goes you have to get flipper fans so what people people may or may not know this but pinmonk pinmonk.com he makes he basically has done all this testing on on how hot coils get the longer you play a game the coils that power your flippers get hot and the hotter they get the um the weaker they get and so Basically, that's what if you're going to turn them up to max, you know, power, we need to make sure they stay cool so that you can play this game, especially if I'm going to uh, BRB. Keep talking. I love reading it out just because it makes Travis look bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. BRB. No, you can go pee. Do whatever you need to do, man. Yeah. Just wash your hands. You're good. Yeah. By the way, Travis, Travis now has a basement and he's apparently he's cold all the time. So he bought this like ridiculously large hoodie. I don't know if you saw that that time, but I, I did that that did. hoodie's like down to his knees and it's like a it's, it's like, like a, a it's like a winter coat. It's Look unbelievable. At that it's unbelievable. I can still man. hear you, you a-holes. <laughs> <laughs> you could put on Travis. You could put on easily sixty pounds, and no one would notice in that hoodie. I mean, it is. That's hey, true. You do that you, is, man. Yeah. <laughs> Monica would notice though. So yeah. Okay. Is it really cold <laughs> in your basement? Because it's sixty-one degrees in mine. That is freezing, Tom. Why are you acting <laughs> like that's not cold? <laughs> it's like it's it was seventy degrees outside today. And, well, uh, well, the, the so heat's not on. I just I have a whole tangent about this, but I don't want to derail the podcast. So we'll we'll I'll talk do about it. this uh, off podcast. All right, fine. I hate uh, basements. That's that's all there is the to basements it. Basements are so great. You're just wrong on that. But anyways, I do have yeah. a spotted cow, though, Tom. Ooh, no. spotted do cow. It. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad I should go get one of my rush bears. Everybody that should listening Thank you, to a podcast uh, is Mike, Mike Castleman from uh, <laughs> from Pinballers. Sorry, Joel, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's we're, like we're just talking beer. Yeah, Joel Travis is holding up his can of beer to a camera. Like, oh, I'm glad that's entertaining two whole people. Yeah, for what? everybody else on the podcast, it's audio. Is Joel? That's like, yes, I do. Yeah. That's like a religion in Wisconsin. Yes. You're lucky, like, Tom can even still function right now seeing Spotted Cow in front of him. <laughs> He's drooling. Yeah. Getting thirsty. Oh, um, it immediately made him think of Rush. Well, okay, we got way off. Were yeah, we talking about just, I was talking about fans? Flipper fans. That's about? all I'm saying. Is so I don't know. If anybody's listening to the podcast and, and they have a JJP <laughs> game, if they realize, or even uh, the reality is I actually have them in all my games, and it's because I stream the game. So I play them so long for, you know, two hours straight 
there are certain games where all of a sudden a ramp shot that you could hit at the beginning of the stream you can't anymore and yes there are times that i can hit shots at the beginning of the stream but do you know how we know that carl is such a good guy because so he, he puts up with joel yeah, well, he puts up with everybody. Well, He's that, so that's great. true. He puts but up Tom, with me too. Literally, yeah. the way Joel was talking right there, that means Carl was talking to Joel mm. as if Joel would get as deep into GNR <laughs> that he does. Well, <laughs> He's okay. like, you need to get these flipper fades because your flippers <laughs> will really fade hey, about two and a half hours well, into the game. As much as you're chimping. <laughs> If you're chimping them as much as an eight-year-old, you know, you want to make sure I got to get that. I got to make sure my flippers are strong enough that I get my 50 million. You know, I don't want to. God bless Carl. Such no, a good guy. There. Okay. There have been like on a median pinball learn DNR. Yes. Help me please. Yeah. On, on some sterns though, there was a time before flipper fans when I was borrowing a stranger things and early on when I would stream, you could backhand the left ramp all the time. And then what I realized is later on in the stream, there was a few times that that bit me hard, you know, a shot that I was fine, safe and reliable. All of a sudden you can't. Well, I will tell you the Pinmung Flipper fans solve that. So if you're listening and you're one of those people that you play a game for like 30 plus minutes or longer and you realize you're starting to feel something, check out Pinmung.com, get a set of fans. It totally solves that problem. But if you're one of those people that, you know, you just turn on your game and you play it two, three times, you know, you, you don't need them. You don't need them. You still need to buy them right now. Pinmunk. Just to support, yes. But Pinmunk has a whole bunch of other cool stuff. I, I mean, I really, I'm a fan of him. He's a great guy. So there's your shill. Um, and that's not a sponsor. Like Pinmunk is legit and awesome. Dude. Yeah, I, I have his in my Avengers and my Godzilla. And yeah, uh, yeah uh, they're awesome. Yeah, awesome. I feel dude. like I need to get him now. You should. Yeah. I will. <laughs> he's not going to do it. He said he's going to. He said he was going to get triple drain merch like eight months ago, and it hasn't happened. <laughs> it has not happened. And why do I not get it for free? I am one of you the co hosts. Well, I don't get who's I had to pay for mine. it. Who's buying it? Yeah. Who do you I think's wear, buying it? All the merch you see me wear, I got it for free, and I will wear it. Oh, f- if I get it for free, I'll wear it on camera. Uh, then, Joel, do we just chip in and? I don't know. I don't feel bad by the for way, this guy at all. Where the he's frick a, is my TPN hats? Oh, Travis has them, by the way. Oh, yeah. I totally <laughs> forgot to bring yeah. those to you last time I saw you. Yeah. That's my bad. Uh, well, he's if, looking, it, he's, if it was Travis, it's okay. Yeah, it's free merch, so that's why he still has it. Yeah. Even I need though it was because it was for you. <laughs> it was <laughs> it yours. True, yeah. like, oh, Joel gave yeah. me free merch at TPF. Was I supposed to bring it to Wisconsin? Yes. Did I forget? Yep. It happens. What can you do? Oh, boy. I'll see Tom next month, though. I'll bring him his hat. It's somewhere around Maybe. here. <laughs> okay. Are we so talking about pop. Flipper fans still? Where are we, we were talking about, I don't know. You guys are just, uh, you know, apparently now clothing Travis is a priority of this podcast. <laughs> so, I'll, uh, That is true. I don't hey, know. Even I was live just trying to go get me a now. drink, and you guys had to try to throw me under the bus yeah. with my, okay, you're right, Tom. I apologize for including you on the Joel had to throw me under the bus with my just sweet ass, whatever this is called, wearable blanket. He How low does that go? Does that go past your like your buns, your cheeks, your butt? Do you want me to show you? I don't want to see yes, it, but I, I want to see this. Yeah, what I'm hoping for is. is oh my goodness, it's so big! 
Dude, you. Yeah, it is, Joel. That is you... a fucking dress. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a dress. If not you rip that, that is a boo boo. I, hey, I don't even care. I will wear this to a tournament. It is so damn comfortable. <laughs> don't even care. What oh, if you got. Oh, he turned off his camera. He turned off his camera. I'm coming back. Don't worry. Nope. No, Big this guy's coming back. It's okay. Look, <laughs> he does not yes. know how to recharge. Now we, now we can back. legitimately okay. call him Big Papa. Yes. You send me Joel. Send me a triple drain logo. I will stitch that bad boy on the front of this, and I will wear it to tournaments. You it could is have, so comfortable. You could have more logos than a NASCAR with how big that is. Uh, I mean, you, you need to wear that in Wisconsin yeah. in June. That's, That's what not, you need. Well, I don't know about yeah. that. Don't you don't even have to out. wear. You don't even have to wear shorts or anything under it. Nobody will know the difference. But my question is to you: If you rip one though while you're wearing that, you just straight Dutch ovened yourself, didn't you? I mean, it's it's low enough. It's gonna contain it. Oh, when you say rip one, you're meaning like fart? Yeah. Is that what yes. you're talking about? What other yes. rip what else are you ripping? Well, you said rip one. I I thought you were meaning like a spinner or something. I didn't realize oh, you're wow. talking about no. flatchwind. <laughs> if you farted if I in fart in this, does it smell? Is that what you're asking? Of a, a tint of a hoodie that you're wearing, doesn't it just contain it and just build it up? Because it's definitely not It's well, not going anywhere else. Let's just get the brass tacks, Joel. Since you want me to discuss <laughs> farting in this thing, I'll tell you. If I feel like I got a fart and I'm sitting down, I get up and I fan out. Okay? Let's just be honest here. Did you nobody's take sitting in their own fart. That is not happening. Dude, you have to take that off before you're sitting on a toilet, don't you? Because that goes way too low. Dude, you're not going to bunch that baby. If I got to use the bathroom <laughs> You're not bunching on. that baby up. Yeah, I got to. So I tried to use the bathroom with it once. And I had to put it all the way up to my armpits. And it was like I was porky pig in. I was like, nah, this ain't going to work anymore. I can't do it. Not to mention, yeah, you're, you're going to break a sweat, you know, just trying to pinch one out. No, I'm, I'm happy for you, Travis. I'm glad you found... I don't know, man. Uh, you are a, you're a special. We should sell this for merch. I think, <laughs> there you, you know. go. Talk to Zach and pinball swag. Yeah, yeah, this is like the new like pinball like just blanket to wear around. It's awful. I'm gonna start a trend. I mean, I'm happy for you. I'm glad you're comfy, but I don't think we need. I don't know. We don't. Uh, you do, so you man. Why do I'm we not. not need this, Joel? Give me one good reason why we don't need this. I don't. If you look in a mirror, that's all you need. Just look at <laughs> look in a mirror, and you'll realize why we don't need that. That thing is massive. You could hide both your twins in that thing with you. I mean, yeah. All right. So I think that's enough for number two. We talked about number two. We've, yeah, I think we're good. We can Russian roll. Russian GNR segment right done. Good job, number guys. Three nailed Great it. Great job. Um. So the yes, so Rumors. I'm pumped. I am pumped about getting the GNR just to experience JJP and kind of prepare because there's really nothing. There's really nothing coming out between now and I would assume Stern is going to announce something in August. Like I mean, I to be honest, if American Pinball or if uh, whatever C- CGC, like I don't see anybody else coming out with anything. CGC in the next few just months. came out with Cactus Canyon. And they're barely trickling out. I mean, that's why I, we're in a we're in a lull. We're kind of waiting, yeah. and so that's the next thing. The next thing that's coming is going to be the next JJP game, and and apparently, unless something crazy happens, it's it should be Toy Story. It should be Toy Story. I mean, Toy Story has been rumored forever. Apparently, this game's even been done for a while. I don't know. So, 
I am I'm looking forward to streaming GNR, but if I had to guess, the next game I'm gonna stream after GNR will probably be the next JJP game. And I'm guessing it's Toy Story. So I don't know where the two of you guys are at. I mean, obviously, Tom, you've owned JJP games. Travis, you owned GNR. Are you guys like excited for Toy Story? Is this a game that you're planning on buying? I don't know. What are your thoughts? Have you seen what I'm wearing, Joel? This is what all <laughs> Toy Story fans wear. I'm telling you, this is it. I don't. I I don't. I mean, I'm happy for you, man. But it's it's ridiculous. It's, it's so I we should. I wish oh, we had hold video. Up. Tom, I wish we had video. Did, Tom, did you see his pants? <laughs> My pants yes. are incredible. My power pants. Yeah, wait, they are. They hold are, up. Wait, 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 wait. These I are don't incredible. mean to derail the segment here. But you cannot make fun no, these of are so what good. I'm wearing, and you're wearing those pants. They're so good. So look up like old, uh, what like is it? Tiger 80s skin? Zumba. Yeah, it's like Just Zumba. Just look up Tiger Speedo, and no. that's what Joel's wearing right now. <laughs> Blitz. I got these at Goodwill when I was at Purdue. They're black and gold. Oh, no they shit. look like tigers. Of course tigers. you got them at Goodwill. They're <laughs> so great, man. They're so great. But I don't live in them like you are now doing with your hoodie. Uh, yeah, I call them my power pants. They're old, like old workout pants. That's fair. Thin cotton. They breathe. So Toy Story, I'm very excited about it. <laughs> yeah. I really want one. <laughs> I've been a Toy Story fan for, uh, well, when did the first movie come out? 1995? I, so I was know. like maybe 10, 11 then. So yeah. So you, you, are, you are like you're absolutely planning yeah. on buying one. Legit. I want to get one. I would like to get one. I know my wife definitely wants to get one. And I know my kids, when they kind of heard about it, they wanted to get one too, but luckily they don't have a job, so they can't really make that decision. So, but I think ultimately we'll end up getting one. I mean, it's just, it's a timeless theme. I think it's a great theme for pinball. So it is, I mean, just to be clear, it's not like you, you haven't owned every JJP game. It did like you are buying this or planning on buying this purely based on Toy Story. That's, I mean, just, well, if I got to be honest, I'm purely buying it because my wife wants it and happy wife, happy life. There we go. Yeah, okay. Secondary toy story is a pretty fun theme though. Okay. But, and then Tom, are you, I mean, are you already on a list somewhere? Are you planning yeah, on getting one? I, I think I'll be getting one. Uh, but, uh, I, I'm a little nervous about, you know, JJP's had those play field issues in the past. Um, I have it on my Wonka, which, which they did send me a new play field. Nice. And I'm very thankful for that. Uh, my GNR, luckily, has not had any issues. But I know a lot of people that have. And yeah. I think their new policy now is that they're not replacing play fields. So if that's the case and, uh, you know, the, the, the price is the way they are, uh, we'll, we'll have to see. It's going to have to be a game that's going to blow my socks off. So your, your view is I'm on a list right now, but you, you would be, yeah. If, if what you see doesn't blow your socks off, you'll, you'll just take your name off the list. That's the plan or yeah, give it a shot or yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to speculate. Sure. I'm, I'm sure it'll be a good game, but, uh, you know, the playfield issues makes me nervous. That's yeah. That's fair. That's fair. That's, um, I'm hearing. Yeah, drink up, boys. Yeah, no. Uh, Thank you. Drink your spotted cow, and and Tom's got some lemonade concoctions. What it looks like. Mm-hmm. Nice job. Um, Crystal light. There we go. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I I'm in a weird spot because I I'm actually really looking forward to this. And um, reason being is my parents are finishing their basement and they've agreed that they want a pinball machine. And so what's weird and and I'll bring this back up later. Um, but my plan was always to just get an older game, like a taxi or something like that. Get an older game that was kind of beat stars. up. <laughs> Maybe not that old stars. Stars is good though. But like a game that has some sort of clear objection objectives and stuff like that. So, but my plan was get one that's kind of beat up, fix it up for them and, um, you know, have a good time. But the price of these used older games is, is so absurd now that it's almost like, well, might as well get you a new game. So I've been talking to them a lot about themes and stuff that are out there. And um, my dad's my dad is kind of cheap. <laughs> he doesn't like spending money. But when, uh, when Toy Story came up as a theme, like he perked up. Like he's like, now that's a theme I could get behind. And so what's interesting is I know like this is potentially a game and I, 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 have, I have full intention. Like I'm pretty certain this is going to be an expensive game. But I do think there is a chance that this would be a game that they'd want. So, like, I'm actually looking at, I'm very much looking forward to this reveal because I feel I might, you know, it's not like I have stake in the game, but I'm actually kind of looking at it as maybe this would be a game that that we would buy and I'd stream for a while and then my parents would one day own. So, I'm more excited about this reveal than any of the other JJP reveals that I've experienced. Um, not to mention it's a theme that I'm I'm really really excited about, but. Um, I don't know. We could probably discuss some of the rumors. Um, I mean, I don't know. What what rumors have you heard, Tom? How about that? We'll start with you, Tom. I was what? just going to say, I haven't heard any, so well, <laughs> just, I guess I'm out of this conversation. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, basic rumors. So the number Pat, one would be Pat, Pat Lawler's Pat Lawler. doing Pat Lawler. Yeah. 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 Pat Lawler. So anybody that's new to the hobby that happens to be listening to this, um, Pat Lawler, I mean, he's some argue he's he's one if not the best pinball designer ever he made adam's family he made twilight zone um he's made some you know beloved games um and he has a very specific kind of theme or not theme but like he always has whatever the five lane apron right so like there's always the double in lane on one side he loves his pop bumpers he loves having a shot through the pops there's a real good chance this won't be a two flipper game. It'll be at least a three flipper game. You know, like these are all pretty normal Pat Lawler isms. Um, but yeah, rumors are that he's designed this game and it and it is going to be his last game. Like that's those are the rumors that are out there. So, you know, is this his swan song kind of thing? Um, I don't know. Travis, what other have you heard any other rumors or what anything? I mean a couple of things, I guess. <laughs> I mean, also, yeah. Well, I'm trying to think what what do I feel comfortable saying on a podcast? Um, yeah, Travis okay. works I, for a pinball distributor I'll, I'll just now, say so he's got Jersey like Jack pinball makes well, games. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. say the one thing that I am most curious of that, of course, nobody knows yet, and that we're all trying to figure out is whether or not the game will have hot rails. I mean, I think that's the, uh, yeah. that's the question that a lot of people have been asking because they were so predominant on GNR and it actually made that game really, really come to life from a light show perspective. So I don't, you know, we talked about this before the podcast, whether or not something like that would be on a Toy Story because it's not necessarily a quote unquote concert in a yeah. box, but it's going to be a movie experience in a box. And so 
maybe the hot rails would equal out being something good for it based on the type of modes that are in there and everything. But then at the same time, I can see it from the other perspective that, you know, the hot rails, some people felt like they were too distracting since the lights basically pointed straight upwards. I've heard that from people before. So I'm curious to see whether or not they implement that with Toy Story once it comes out. So assuming it is Toy Story. Well, um, Tom, what's your view of Hot Rails? Do you want you like them or no? I think they're really cool. Um, in a game like GNR, they're cool because it gives you that concert experience. But I'm not yeah. sure how how it'll trend over to a movie game like like Toy Story. Good point. So, but I mean, it could be well done. You know, just maybe not so flashy kind of thing, but. Um, I mean, not, and obviously, you know, Stern has their own kind of hot rails, you know, mm-hmm. they got the, the, uh, Led Zeppelin expression, expression, expression light lights. Yep. Thank you. Couldn't think of the name. And they Air got dryer. it on Rush. Air dry. Yeah. <laughs> but the they don't have it on lights. Beatles. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. Just the big question really though, that comes with Toy Story, is it going to be based off the first movie all or all four movies? That's a big um, question. It's a great question. That's a good question, and I will I'll give you a short answer to that because I want to talk more about Hot Rails. But my short answer is I the first movie is amazing. So if it is only the first movie, I would be totally fine. Now, with that said, there were additional characters that were added in later movies, like Jesse wasn't in I don't think Jesse was in the first the anything. I don't think Jesse was in the second movie or or whatever. Like so there are people that probably love Jesse. Okay. Apparently this is too short. This is not a short answer. That's what uh <laughs> freaking Travis is telling. I was just trying I want to talk about hot rails. You want me to come back and give me a long answer? Right, go back to back hot rails. Yeah, I'll put a I'll put a pen in it. We'll Joel. come back to my short. Oh, hot rails. Yeah, let's talk about hot rails. That's a good okay. idea. Um hot rails to me, when I saw the GNR reveal, as soon as I saw the hot rails, I thought like that was like a no way. Like that blew me away. And it was one yeah, of those like, how has this not happened? Like, how did nobody think of this? Like these, to me, these are genius kind of thing. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but GNR was revealed before Led Zeppelin, right? Like, I think GNR came out first. Yeah, but I yes. could have swore that I, I thought either Tim Sexton or somebody said that they had been working on the expression lights before... Yeah. The GNR hot rails were revealed. They had, but there okay. were definitely people that when Led Zeppelin came out and they showed the expression lights, people were like, well, Stern had to react. You know, Stern had to, Stern obviously saw, it's like, no, that's not, they're yeah. not going to whip up Stern an entire thing like in that two weeks. in yep. two, yeah, in a month and a half. <laughs> right. yep. Yeah, it's not how that works. But, but right around the same time, the hot rails came out. I was like, those are genius. That's amazing. I'm all for the light show. I mean, even just um, like my TNA, every every light in that game is an RGB LED. And what you can do with the light show, the GI, the inserts, everything, you can just do so much with the light shows. And every JJP game has been that way. I mean, and so they added more lights to the rails. And it just, I think the more light show you put in there, you can, there can be a point where too much light show can be distracting. But but having those additional lights can also be highly informative if it's coded right. Um, now GNR, you know, their focus when they were coding in the hot rails was to feel, make you feel more immersed and make every song feel unique and really try to give you that concert setting. Um, while Led Zeppelin though, when the, when the expression light kit, I know 
for a fact, Zach and Nicole uh, let me borrow uh, a Led Zeppelin Pro, and I played it and I streamed it for you know well over a month plus. And then Zach sent me an Expression Light kit and I put it in the game, and it was truly a game changer. Like bringing in the Expression Lighting to that game just added so much to it, made it feel so immersive. And I'm and I am bummed. I once I'm grateful that Zach and Nicole have let me borrow this Rush, but. Um, they haven't released the expression light kit for the for the rushes yet. So I know for a fact adding an expression light kit into this would really add to the overall experience. So I'm all for it. Like I personally, I think every game, like I wish every Stern game had an expression light kit. I just I trust the team to code it in a way that it would add to the like Godzilla. If a Godzilla had expression lighting, you can't tell me they can't you know, make it feel like the destruction jackpots and everything. You you don't think they couldn't use those lights in a really cool manner. Um, you look at Mando, like Dwight, Dwight's all about having multiple uh, GI colors. Like Turtles has um, red bulbs, green bulbs, and white bulbs for GI. And he does some crazy stuff with that. Mando oh my God, has a similar Dwight thing. If Dwight got a hold of those things, yeah, we'd all had, be blind. <laughs> if, Dwight, if Dwight had expression like it. So I'm I'm like Every team. LE owner would get a seizure. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it would happen. But Dwight that, would figure it out. <laughs> that is me. I'm, I'm on like, I am team light show. You know, like put more in there. Um, and let the designers code. So that to me is, I hope Toy Story has the hot rails because if their if their view is that people don't won't want them, then just give them the ability to turn them off. But I guarantee there's going to be more people that are going to want them than not want them. I and think there's overdoing light shows though too. Do you, you know, do you have an example? How about that? Do you have an example of a light show that you feel yeah. is too much? Guns the and Roses. Wizard mode Guns and Roses. On. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Okay. laughs> on some of the songs. On some yeah. of the songs, you can't tell what to shoot. Okay. On a few of them. So is that a Hot Rails issue or is that just there's too many blinky lights on the play field? There's too many blinky too lights many, on the yeah. play field. There's I like don't think it's even a Hot Rails issue. Yeah. Well, the standard, what bothered me about the standard was the standard hot rails are just white. That to me, I could just see as distracting. Like, I don't see how that, that is just flashing white bars. I know know? that there was, there was a a wizard mode on Mandalorian that would make you go just pure blind. I can't remember which one it was, but it's with the red lights. I I don't know if it was the encounters wizard mode, because it's been a little while since I played it. But there was one that just basically the lights would go so bright and dark at the same time. I get. I think it was red, if I remember right. That I it's couldn't even tell the where the ball was. One. Yeah, I couldn't even tell where the ball was at during the wizard mode. So, I mean, I, I think like Tom said, there's there's a place for it to where you're overdoing it and underdoing it. So, for okay. me personally, as somebody that's playing the game, I much prefer to see the light show whenever I do something on the game. And if it's going to be a super bright light show with all the bells and whistles, I'd like for the ball to be stopped momentarily so I could actually kind of enjoy it a little bit. But I do acknowledge that sometimes just a pure light show of just like an explosion of lights just comes with the territory because not every game can have that stop and go for certain shots that happen. Okay. Right. So you want the light show, yeah, where you lock the ball or you destroyed whatever, like give me the fancy light show there. Yeah, I mean, it it just depends. I mean, there's different levels to it. But then at the same time, these coders, they, 
you know, they they have to deal with or they have to work with the hand that they're dealt because since they're not the ones designing the game, they got to make the code around whatever design they have. So it's understandable how sometimes it might feel like it's not it's not perfect or doesn't feel like it's in sync sometimes. And that goes for all games across all eras. That's just not one particular game. I mean, it happens just under different conditions. I mean, you could even be on a game on location to where the lighting isn't that good in the facility itself. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, the game just gets super bright because you did something, even though the game wasn't meant to be that bright overall. And it kind of, it sometimes just pops you and distracts you out of nowhere. So, I mean, it's just, and that happens on solid states as well. So, I mean, it's just, there's just different levels to it, but at the same time, it's like nobody, I, I wouldn't think people can correct me if I'm wrong, but I wouldn't think somebody is necessarily coding a game thinking, well, how will a tournament player feel about this light show under <laughs> these conditions? I think that they're just making it just look kick-ass yeah. and what looks cool and what blends together. I mean, that's and that's really what it's all about at the end of the day. Yeah. I, well, I will tell I will say that I mean Led Zeppelin came out. I really enjoyed the expression light kit. And I remember thinking to myself, whatever game's coming next out next with Stern, like I hope, I hope expression lighting is a thing. Like that's a new thing from here on out. And when they announced Mando. I was bummed. I was bummed to see that, that I was like, well, maybe Mando was too far along to like wedge those in, you know, maybe expression lighting was kind of experimental and they didn't want to just, you know, so I was like, maybe on the next one. Well, the next one was Godzilla, no expression lighting. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I hope that's not just a one-time thing. So it didn't surprise me to see him in Rush. I think it's fitting, but to me, I, I mean, I still, I'm on team. I, I, I wish every game, I wish every Stern game from here on out had expression lighting. And and I absolutely hope every JJP game from here on out, uh, with the worst case being, you know, Stern, if you don't want expression lighting, don't put it in the game. Uh, or JJP, if you have it, if you have the hot rails and you don't like them, you know, as long as you give me an option to dim them or turn them off, then I feel like that satisfies a whole lot more people than... Because you guys know, if they announce Toy Story tomorrow and there's no exp- no Hot Rails, there will be people that will be upset. I mean, I would be one of them. So I think it would be silly to leave them out personally. Would but. it stop you from buying it though? Um, no. Um, probably that's a, that's not. That's the thing when you, when you think about peripherals to go on a game or any type of add-on or accessory or anything like that. I don't think nec- it's it's just one of those things that you think about it from the point of view that if this isn't on the game, does it affect sales? And I don't necessarily believe that expression lights affects the sales. And I don't necessarily believe that hot rails affects the sales. I I think if you don't have the hot rails on the LEs for GNR, they probably would still sell and people would still enjoy the game. I mean, I think, I think it's going to sell regard. Like, JJP right. has known playfield issues right now, and there are still people that are just ready to buy right. the game. And right. I, I don't, I don't know how what much I'm they have to strip is, out for it to actually affect sales. Right, and that's what I'm getting at. I don't yeah. think it's necessarily an accessory or an add-on to the game that's that just increases sales just hand over fist. Okay, now, I'm not saying it doesn't do it at all, but. I mean, obviously, Stern realizes that expression lights aren't really meant to drive cells in that regard. Otherwise, it would be placed on every game. I think that that's why they made a conscious decision to put it on the rock or the music themed pins because it's been on Led Zeppelin. It's been on Rush. And for them, that makes a lot of sense. Whereas if that was on a Godzilla, I I don't know, theme wise, would that really make all the sense? I mean, really, the only thing you could truly do 
with those lights to where you could integrate it with the theme. If you put on the Godzilla is like if you were doing heat ray and it just yeah. mimic Godzilla's heat ray going out. I can't really, uh, yeah. think, you know, you know what I mean? I think that there's, there's just a time and place for them is what I, I'm getting at. I think, I think, I think for certain themes, like I, I know for a fact, I, the immersion that I would have experienced from rush would have been greatly improved if it had the expression like kids, because oh, yeah. no doubt, because it's songs. You want to rock out to the songs and you want the songs to feel different. Godzilla, I, I bet my immersion would increase if it had it, but I don't think it would be nearly the same amount as Rush or the, the feeling I felt when I went from El, from Led Zeppelin with to without expression. Right. Lines. And you just hit the yeah. you hit the nail on the head, though. Yeah, that's exactly why a lot of people, including myself, says that GNR is so much more fun if you're playing it at home, because the light show is going to be the same whether you're at home or on location. But okay. the sound is going to be incredibly different. And that's part of the package right there. It's just straight up weird if you're playing a GNR on location and you can't hear the music, but yeah. yet the lights are just going everywhere. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it goes together. It's a very disjointed experience. And I think you get that across the board. Even if you're playing a Led Zeppelin with the expression lights on sure. location, you can't hear the music or you're playing Rush and you can't hear the music. But when you play those situational pins at home and you can hear the music and you get the light package along with it, I think those two things go together very well and that's what makes the experience well worth it so random side tangent and it's because i've been reading up about this has been a hot topic on the the deadpool forum but audio upgrades to your pinball machines so like tom do you do anything to your pinball machines in an audio way to improve the audio experience of your pinball machines i used to i used to upgrade the speakers but i don't necessarily do them on the newer sterns anymore Okay. Maybe because the LEs already have the upgraded speakers. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't tend to do it anymore. I haven't okay. bought any of those mods, or I don't add a subwoofer to the bottom, which I know a lot of people do. Yeah, Travis but, is shaking his head like a madman. He, he likes the sub. <laughs> He's like he likes the subwoofer. Yeah, I love subwoofers on a game. I think it totally changes it. I mean, if you have a Mandalorian, buy a subwoofer, put it on there the game will be just meant to you. I mean, it's awesome hearing the music to that. I did the same thing with star Wars. It was awesome. When I yeah. had iron maiden and I switched all the songs to hip hop and I put on a subwoofer with it. It's excellent. I mean, same thing with the Beatles. I mean, it just makes the sound just that much deeper and just, it just feels immersive. I, I much prefer a subwoofer than I do a shaker motor like 10 yeah. to one easily. Yeah. I think it's one of the best modifications you can make to your gaming experience. So, and I'm not like a huge mod guy though. I Yeah. I, I modded the heck out of my Tron, but that's really the only game where I put a ton of mods into it. Uh, that's fair. Drink up. Uh <laughs> I so two things. First off, I'm a little disappointed. For whatever reason, Travis, I really thought you'd say subwoofer in a in a really strange way. Like I just I just assumed that was a word that you couldn't pronounce. But how'd you think I was gonna pronounce that? I don't know. Subwoofer. Oofer or woofer or something silly. Woofer? But I don't know. Hey, congrats. Way to speak. Way to speak the English language. Um, Thank you. So I appreciate it. But the second thing, so this is a really hot topic because there are some people that absolutely are like, you've got to add a sub to every game. The subs that are in the cabinet suck. Then there's entire companies like Pen Woofer. That's an entire company that adds an external amp 
So it's like the the built-in amp to a Stern game sucks. Like, so you're wasting your money increasing the speakers if you're not increasing the power that's being fed to the speakers. While other people are like, no, you don't have to spend two hundred plus dollars on that. Just going from the whatever four and a half inch speakers to a five point something Kenwood or something, kind of the speakers that are in LEs, you're going to feel a drastic increase there. Um, so this is a very hot topic. Um, the reason I bring it up is. Um, I add a headphone adapter to every game I play and it's, and it's twofold. One, I stream. So when I stream, I do direct out that way I can get the audio directly captured into the stream. Um, and then two, when I'm, when I'm streaming, I, I can, I hear it in my headphones. Um, but I also, I, I typically play at night and my kids are asleep. So like the idea of adding a subwoofer to my cabinet, I just feel like it would be something I never feel like I could turn on. Um, I did have one when I owned a Hobbit, this was before I had kids, I added a sub and it was awesome. Like hearing Smaug, like talk, you know, like rumbled, it was very cool, but I have really grown accustomed to wearing headphones and it's amazing the audio that are in these games. Like then the sounds that you hear and the call outs and the little noises in the background, like it is sad to me that I feel like these audio engineers are putting in a ton of time. And I feel like 25% of what they put, nobody actually hears it unless you upgrade the speakers or unless you have headphones. I don't know. Have you guys noticed that? Have you guys experienced that? No, it's a hundred percent. I mean, it's the game experience becomes totally different if you're at home. So for anybody listening to this podcast, if you have a favorite game on location that you play a lot, I guarantee if you get it at home and you do, even if you don't do these upgrades, it's, it's much different just playing at home, being able to hear everything and not having any of the distractions or external noise coming into play, just yeah. blocking whatever it is that you need to hear. But yeah, if you if you fix the game up to where the audio just is crisp, yeah, it's it's a unique experience. And I mean, I'm not much of a, I guess, what would it be called? An audiophile? It's like, sure. I, I know the very basics of it, but I have a lot of friends that aren't pinball people that are audiophiles and they've, They've told me exactly what I need to do with the pen in order to get the most sound and the most bang for my buck. And surprisingly, it's really not that expensive, which is kind of shocking to me. But that being said, have I ever followed what they said? No, but I probably <laughs> should because, I mean, even with just the subwoofer, it sounds great. I've never changed the speakers out because I've noticed that I guess on most of the Sterns, it's like a Kenwood that they yep. use now. And I, I guess they've used JBL in the past. I'm not, I'm not for sure. I know there's different types of speakers in the past, but I mean, overall it seems like it's okay, but yeah, just once you get a subwoofer on, it just, it changes everything. And if you get headphones on, it definitely changes everything just because that audio just sounds so much more crisp. And it just, I don't know, I, I guess sometimes it feels like the sound just is just that much more immersive around you to where you don't necessarily miss out on any of the little nuances and call outs or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, I agree. Tom's shaking his head. I think he agrees. I agree. There we go. See, we didn't <laughs> have that. Matters. We didn't have that last episode. I would just, <laughs> I would have just started talking, but you know, now you, you just gave, you know, Travis a little bit of affirmation he needed. So appreciate Killing that. It, Tom. Yeah, thanks well, for being here, so Tom. I'm glad I'm here. So after that, <laughs> <laughs> definitely Tom. So after that short answer from Joel, about oh, yeah. about Toy Story. <laughs> you know, so one of the things I was just coming back to that whether or not it's going to be Toy Story 1 or if it's going to be all four movies put together, you know, I, what I'm interested in with that is that would drastically alter the design 
I feel like, because obviously if you're just focused on one movie, you're going to focus on the action that happened in that movie. The modes are going to reflect the action in that movie. But if you have all four movies, obviously your modes are going to be a lot more spaced out. So I'm very curious about that because when it came to Star Wars, one of my biggest gripes about the Star Wars pin with Stern is that they tried to encompass the entire trilogy and it just made the whole experience from a narrative standpoint feel very disjointed Okay. because you'd be playing a scene from one movie that might happen in Empire or Return of the Jedi. And then the next thing you might be playing something from A New Hope. So I'm very curious to see how that's handled from the perspective that there's multiple movies out to draw from and that each of those movies, the scenes really are in a certain chronological order. I mean, with Andy getting older, with new characters coming in, with characters going through certain experiences. I mean, that's what Toy Story was really good at from a narrative standpoint is you actually felt like these characters were going through something new, like Buzz Lightyear coming in and being the the fresh face and Woody having to deal with that. And then you're dealing with new characters coming in each movie. So I don't know for, for me, I'm curious to see how they deal with that because I have it in my head that if the whole movie is just based off the first movie, right. Or the whole pen is just based off the first movie that you'd have like a giant crane hand going around because of the, the three little alien guys that were in the arcade. That claw. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I feel like that has to be in there no matter what with that exact call out as well. Yeah. If that's not in there, I feel like that'd be a huge miss. Travis but, ain't buying it. He's not going to buy it. Better be in there. <laughs> no, it, it better have the call. In <laughs> Done. It. I mean, but, but there's so many iconic things of that movie though. And that's in, in, of the whole series. And that's going to be the, the rough part that when you have such an iconic series, there's bound to be iconic portions of sets of, of the series just left out. Yeah. And so I'm curious to see what gets left out, what gets put in. And that's really what I'm going to be paying attention to the most. Tom, I feel like you had something. Yeah. I was going to call a uh, Travis K man. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think it's hard to do a, a linear pin though. Um, yeah, you, you know, as, as far as mapping the story out, I mean, look at, look at Wonka. I mean, it's kind of, you know, it, it doesn't follow the movie, uh, scene by scene in a chronological right. way. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, think, I well, think that's I w- really hard to do in a pinball scenario. I, I think I would just like to see, I, again, I don't know how to code. So obviously I accept that it's very difficult. (laughs) I'm just saying that I would like to see something to where maybe you can choose a path, right? Which path Mm -hmm. you want to go. Do I want to play the first movie? Do I want to play the second movie? Do I want want to play the third movie to where somehow you could choose that, whether it's early on before hitting start before whatever, because there's games like, for instance, Ninja Turtles, right? We can pick what turtle we're going to use. True. So why can't we pick a movie, right? To where that determines your first couple of modes that you're going to play before a mini wizard mode. It puts you on a certain path that you go on. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that can't be done. I've just always wondered why something like that hasn't been done. But then it also harkens back that I've always wondered why in these in these pinball themes that come out with the movies and everything, why nobody's ever tried to just put... Like, for instance, if Jersey Jack decided to do Toy Story 1, right? And that's the pin that came out this year. And then next year, Toy Story 2. 
oh, in wow. the following year, Toy Story 3, to where you just, you have your pins in sequential order to where you could get a fully fleshed out game and you, you get know, different Travis, takes I on it. You know, Travis, I have money. I just don't have that much money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've, we've had people say that, like, if Harry Potter, if they ever did Harry Potter, don't, like, do you just do Harry Potter 1 or are you going to do seven Harry Potter pins? I mean, like, what do you do? I don't know. It would I be see... too convoluted. I mean, it, it's kind of like yeah. Pirates. That's what happened with that. It was it just from done. Jersey Jack. It was just so it overwhelming could. with everything. Um, I'm just trying to think. When I think of Toy Story, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen the movies, but essentially in Toy Story 1... There's a cowboy doll in yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> in Toy Story 1, the villain is Sid, the next door neighbor, right? So right. it's like you could have an entire path like interacting i mean the, that whole storyline the sid storyline toy story 2 i'm pretty sh- sure the bad guy is emperor zerg right like he's actually in the game i think he's the bad guy but i know jesse's in there and there's the whole like collector dude because they meet the i don't even know if i've seen toy story 2 yeah it's but kind like, of the movie everybody forgot about but like okay. zerg could absolutely be kind of a pathway um what else is there there's like toy story i don't even remember but there's Each a Toy one Story had, 3. Well, toy, yeah. one of them has like the daycare, like the pink bear is like the that's bad Toy guy. Story 3. That's, yeah, that's okay. Toy Story 3. That's but a good one. Toy Story 4, I don't remember like who the bad guy is. Like, I haven't seen the that The bad either. guy is, but it's there's enough of those other, there's plenty of other interactions there where you, the, the army men are going out to do surveillance. You know, like that could be its own mode. Like get the information or like birthday, you know, it's, there's a birthday, what's the gift? You know, like that could be a whole thing. Um I don't like the obviously the scene at the end of Toy Story one where they're trying to catch up to the van like that is a very iconic scene where, you know, you have to hit shots a certain way to progress to get back to Andy in the van Uh, Pizza Planet like Pizza Planet alone could be its own mode of being in Pizza Planet and interacting with the different like there's enough here that I think in four movies kind of like they could be kind of you could do them out of order, but the the you know, escaping Sid's backyard would kind of have to, you can't just dive right into that. You'd have to work towards that. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you, I, you got me convinced they just need to do toy story one. So hopefully Jersey one, Jack is enough. listening. And yeah. if they put all four movies in, they'll just fix it for the next couple <laughs> of weeks and just leave the first one. in. Or they make the it answer. where you're saying, make, give me a, like, but at the same time, whatever the Buzz Lightyear scene where he's put into the the Spanish mode, like put into the wrong language, is hilarious. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Like, I would be yeah. so bummed if that's let out. Like that's such a great, yeah. memorable thing. Spanish speaking Buzz Lightyear acting totally different. Like I don't know. I mean, that would it, be cool if they coded it to where you could just pick your movie at the very beginning, and then you just have your path picked out, and somehow that the. Yeah. The inserts and the art just easily reflect being able to go from movie to movie. Well, look at Stranger Things. Stranger Things had a season one path Mm -hmm. and a season two path. And you could play the different episodes, essentially. But once you got far enough in there, there were many wizard modes specific to season one. Like you could do the season one wizard mode before you do any of the episodes of season two. Or you could do the opposite. Like there are ways to do it. Um now just imagine if you could pause the game and just watch the movie on the LCD screen, Tom. Shoot. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This is pinball. Yeah. Not watching the movie. I don't know. Well, we're excited about Toy Story. We don't have to. I mean, we're kind of in a wait and see situation. Um, I do think it's happening sooner than later, though. Like, I do think, I don't know, like somewhere in June would be awesome. 
Um, no comment. No comment. Okay. Uh, what I've what I've heard is it's I, I can never confirm August. or deny. That's September? what I need to. That's the that's the thing to say. I Could be November or... of 2022. I'm really glad you guys are good at listing months. Didn't, so well done. Didn't some of these companies say that they were going to release two games two. this year? Yep. Hey, the year's not over, Tom. You know. Which <laughs> yeah. company said they're releasing two games? JJP has for years, and I think that's American Pinball. American. Yeah. They've all for years said that they're going to release two games in 2022. No, they've been saying like every year they're going to release two oh. games and they still well, hey, eventually they'll be right. It'll, it'll happen <laughs> yeah, at some eventually. point. All right. So Toy Story. So we knocked that out. Bam. Done. Check. Um, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, and this is, say just, we were talking about say audio, it. all JJP owners, you have a headphone jack automatically in your game. Walk over, plug a set of headphones in and play the game. You will hear stuff you haven't heard before. And if you like that experience, but you don't like wearing headphones, then maybe it is worth investing in better speakers in your game so that you can hear that more often. Otherwise, just enjoy the headphones. It's pretty great. Um, four, there was, they recently shared on Pinside, or not on Pinside, on Facebook, uh, there was a flood. <laughs> there was a flood at Stern. Oh, uh, no. Back to that rain that Travis was talking about. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, none of us know to what impact, but this was, uh, well, I have to, I have to say, thank you on our, on our Facebook page. Feel free to find us and follow us on Facebook, triple drain podcast. Um, we had thrown out an Instagram as well. Um, we had thrown out like, Hey, we're recording tonight. What do you guys want us to talk about? And we actually got a lot of people that, that threw some stuff out. And, and there was a person that mentioned the stern flood. Do we feel like this is going to affect games coming out? I would assume yes. Uh, as yes. far as I know, the flood wasn't like, hey, one of our main water you know, pipes that ran across our entire factory burst and, and sprayed water over everything we own. It wasn't that. It, it seems like it's more like a, like a standing water type of flood. So I, I don't know. I don't know if they have games in boxes and there's a chance that it got high enough that it ruined those. I don't know if... <laughs> I would hope that most of these games are high, you know, being built or the assembly lines are high enough off the ground that standing water isn't ruining things. But if there truly is standing water in a factory, they're going to have to get that out before people can work in a safe manner. So it may as, have not destroyed games, but it may have delayed games. Is as what far I'm, as I know, as of this podcast, they updated earlier that they said that it was a water pipe that burst under the ground. So oh. or underneath the floor. And okay. I know that the picture that they put out, it's on their Facebook and you could see people in the background, I guess, eating. They just happen to be there <laughs> taking their lunch break with <laughs> Uncle Gary giving a thumbs just, up. Yeah. Like nothing's there. going on. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm on my lunch break. Like. I don't care if the place is flooding. But there was no water around, so yeah. it just looked wear like your it was boots. okay. Yeah, if you want to jump in muddy puddles, you must wear your boots. That would be a Peppa Pig quote. For all the parents out what? there, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm lost on that one too. Yeah. It's for the little pig? kids. That's like that's truly I Peppa Pig. It's a it's a kids show, but they preach yes. that if you want to jump in muddy puddles, okay, you must great. wear your boots. You, you've which covered is great. Our four to six year old demographic. Good job. <laughs> I'm not, they're not listen parents. Travis, you know, some of us enjoy parenting our children, so you know, you do. <laughs> you, that's you what do, Monica's you know. for. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's what the pinball machines are for. That's the babysitter right there. 
<laughs> All right. So flooded stern. I don't know. Is it going to slow them down? Maybe. But I mean, they for can like get rid of water. Day. For like, I yeah. mean, they got some squeegees out. They got the water out. It's fine. Everybody's eating in the waiting area. <laughs> Gary They're Stern's good. giving a thumbs up. I mean, They're still giving tours. It's yeah. yeah, it's fine. They'll the still floors. get games out before Raza comes out. I mean, it's good. <laughs> We're good. The floors have never looked better. They're, they're nice and clean now. Um, all right. <laughs> exactly. Well, we did put we we did actually have a lot of people that responded with questions, and a, and a lot of them were actually about like current pinball pricing, prices of used games, pinball bubble. I don't. I mean, really broad topic here. But pinball I've heard, prices. I've heard the bubble's gonna burst for the last ten years. For the last ten, I mean, it's just getting bigger and bigger. Um, I. Well, I've talked a lot. Travis, what are your thoughts on pinball prices? Like, do you have any new thoughts? <laughs> he can't comment. Do I have any thoughts on pinball pricing? <laughs> like, is that a fear? Do you fear that that we are we are at an all-time high and it's going to pop? Or somebody had mentioned uh, apparently like the stock market or crypto is kind of taking a dip recently. No, I, so I don't, is pinball no, to follow? So, I mean, it, if we're in a bubble and it quote-unquote pops, I, I don't think that that means the prices on games from Stern, American Pinball, Jersey Jack, or whoever else is producing games, yeah. I, those prices don't fall. I think all that means is is that third par- party market would have a little bit rougher time. I think it just means that people yep. that are wanting to flip a game might have a little bit more difficult time. But overall, the reality is is that unless all of a sudden inflation just stops and somehow we all get in a time machine and go back three years, I mean. Where where's the pricing going to go? Because yeah. the materials still cost what they cost now. Shipping still costs what it costs now. I mean, shipping prices have gone way up just in the past four months alone. I mean, if anybody's been paying attention, those have gone up considerably. So, I mean, these prices really don't have anywhere to go. So, I mean, all that's going to happen is, is that people decide to stop buying games a little bit, right? Sure. But I, I don't think that that's going to affect Stern as much. There's a reason why Stern went up to a thousand games for LEs. There's a reason why they're producing more games than ever before because there's tons of buyers out there and there's a lot of people that have entered the hobby since 2020. I mean, it's not just people. I mean, pre pre COVID. Yeah, we were, we were humming pretty good. Ignore that, Joel. It's coming right back on. I can't. You can't ignore the fact your camera. You suck at technology, Travis. <laughs> like it is unbelievable how bad you are with with your technology. Why are we not recording yeah. this? I mean, if people want to look at a black screen for Travis's face, then sure, let's do a video podcast. Yeah. All right, Travis please ignore those boom-boom. two idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, but, Tom. But- you stream tournaments and not travis that's all i could say (laughs) but what i'm getting at is Uh is i don't think the prices are going to go down for neon box that that's just not going to happen i think if anything prices are just going to keep going up because they have to keep pace with what material costs are and with what costs are all overall i mean salaries are going up for people so wages are going up you have all these soft costs that i know people aren't thinking about but the fact is is that manufacturing pinball at scale is not cheap. There's nothing cheap about it. So I, I think the only thing that you'll see affected overall is just third party market. I think that that's the main thing that you'll see. And uh, yeah, that's my Ted talk. Thanks for coming. It used, you know, there are moments where you actually sound kind of smart. So tell yeah. my camera goes out. You said like, I didn't say you look smart. I said you sounded smart. So, Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's fair. 
Um, I don't know, Tom. You've been in this hobby longer than both of us. I mean, what is this? Is this like a fear? Do you feel? Do you do you feel like you've been on a, a roller coaster or like I don't know? Have you? Are you? Do you feel I mean, like I've, there's a I, time to cash out or what? I mean, no. What when when I got first got into this hobby, it was almost dead. So yeah. I mean, it was a good time to buy used games, honestly. But uh, uh, I mean. Yeah. I mean, when I got into this hobby, probably the year after that, that was when Stern almost went under. Huh. And that was around the time of, uh, you know, uh, Big Buck Hunter and Avatar and Iron Man. And uh, I, I don't see that happening. I could see maybe some companies closing their doors, but uh, I, I, you know... Who who knows? I mean, I don't think anybody ever thought Williams would close or not do pinball, and yeah, look what happened there. So I mean, it just depends on the economy and and everything. But I I I don't think I don't have a fear of it at this point. I mean, pinball's really really skyrocketed and yeah, in sales and even recognition. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's not. It's not huge, but you know, in the mainstream world, but it's certainly it's certainly bigger than it has been. There's yeah. just there's ebb and flow to everything, and what I can say is is that the ones that are listening to this podcast and the ones that consume content online, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, or audio, that the industry and the hobby is so much bigger. There's so many people out right. there that don't bother consuming any of this content. They don't bother getting on forums. They don't bother getting on Facebook groups. And it's just from what I've seen, I would gladly predict that the majority of people do not consume content in that fashion that are into pinball, whether they're buying pinball or whether they're going on location to play pinball. I mean, there, there's a reason why if you go to a place like TPF, you saw it, Joel. Yeah. How many people were just there? Yeah. You know, and I mean, even though that was a big tournament, Right. With TPF, with the Wizards tournament and all that, it seemed like the majority of people were all in the vendor hall, you know, and that's I mean, even Expo, you guys kind of got a glimpse of everybody that was out there. So, I mean, and and that's just the thing. It's just easy for all of us to kind of get stuck in our own little ecosystem and our own little bubble because we're all used to living and breathing pinball. And the reality is, is there is so many people out here that play pinball and they own pinball, but they may not live and breathe it. I mean, it's the same way. I have an Xbox. I have a PlayStation. I don't go on Xbox forums every single day. You know, I, I have a camera. Day. I have a camera that I try to use. Yeah, Obviously, maybe you should go on some I don't go on that. any forums to yeah, figure you... out how it works properly. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. Like, people will collect. People will still play. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they engage with the actual community. And True. I think that's what a lot of people don't necessarily realize, that because of that, the actual engagement within the community doesn't necessarily accurately represent the amount of people that enjoy the hobby outside of that. Yeah, I, I absolutely think you're right. I know when I started the hobby, I've, I've passed my five year mark, you know, that way I can actually do media. And, um, uh, you know, early on I was hoping, I was hoping that like I have some realtor friends that like maybe they'd, 
maybe I'd get lucky when they're showing a house or seeing a house, they'd see a pinball machine in a garage or something and be like, Hey, you know, feel free to give out my number or something. Like maybe I'll get lucky. I'll get a random garage sale find or something. I'll be able to find that. I feel like pinball is, is, is big enough. I mean, Tom was, Tom had a little news, you know, video of him, you know, there's, it's, it's growing enough for becoming popular enough that the people that may have a pinball machine in their basement, at this point with COVID, especially with spending so much time in their house may have actually looked it up or looked at the price. And I just, I, the used market is the biggest market that I, that I haven't, I don't see those deals out there. I don't see those. Um, I mean, there are probably still some out there, but it's, that's the biggest market. And I mentioned that earlier that I was thinking, Oh yeah, my, my parents could be able to spend, you know, like 2,500 bucks and get a real, you know, kind of a beat up taxi, but we put a little money in it and they're going to have a fully playable game. Like no way! Like even a beat up taxi now, you're pushing four grand. I mean, it's just, and that's U.S. dollar, but it's just absurd. So, um, the way that I look at my collection is, I mean, if you're if you look at your collection as an investment, and you're like, well, it's nice that I can play these games, but at some point in time, I'm happy to cash out and make bank. Then fine. I mean, cash out today, you're going to make more money than you made before. Uh, that you know, but is there a chance that things are going to go up? Probably, but. I don't. I hope you don't look at your collection that way. I, I look at it more as this is my collection. If there's a chance that two years from now my TNA or my Deadpool or Turtles is going to be worth you know a thousand dollars less than it does today, whatever, it's still going to be equal though to other games in that area. So I'm not looking to cash out of the hobby. If anything, if I go to sell a game, it's because I want to replace it with something else. So. I'm happy to ride the value up and down because it doesn't matter. Like I can still trade it towards another game. Like it's, I'm just glad I have games. Like I'm glad I have games that I can swap around at whatever value they are. It doesn't matter to me compared to somebody brand new in the hobby that it's like, does it make sense for me to try to pay premium price now? Or should I wait for the bubble to burst and then try to buy a game? (laughs) You know, that kind of thing. I think the bubble you know, bursting thing is more so, you know, games that, you know, Stern has in their backlog that haven't come out and people are selling them, selling them on the secondary market for more than a new in box. Well, once those games become available again, you know, the, obviously the price of the, the skyrocketing of people selling them secondhand is going to go down. Well, What's weird with that thought, because the first thing that popped in my head was like Avengers. When Avengers first came out and everybody was like, this game's great. Like it became a really hot game. People wanted it. So people were buying them. They were buying them over MSRP or they were buying them used over MSRP because they could get them now. They could have them right now. Well, Avengers has been out a little while and now there are distributors that have them in stock. You could buy them today. So in my mind, it's like, oh, you can buy it at MSRP. It won't be over MSRP. But right. that's that's not necessarily true because the games today, the MSRP of that game is higher than it was when the game came out. That's true. So too. that's it's where all buzzwords, Joel. You'll figure that out when it, when it comes down to brass tacks. It all yeah. becomes buzzwords. I mean, and that's exactly what happens with people predicting a bubble. Yeah. You know, I mean, people say that, but what does it really mean in terms of pinball? Does that mean that pros all of a sudden become five thousand no. dollars overnight? No. Like new inbox? Does that mean LEs go down to eight thousand? So I that's why I think when people talk about a pinball bubble, I think we're very much talking about the third party market and we're not talking about new inbox. 
Because even when the economy takes a downturn, which we're kind of seeing that with how the stock market's going and everything, the people that aren't going to stop buying games for their game room is people that already have a lot of money in the bank. They, they value their time at home. They value game rooms at home and they value entertainment at home. And I think everybody learned a harsh lesson during the COVID times, during all the lockdowns that we all realize, well, wait a second, it can actually be taken away from us simply going outside under certain circumstances, which I think was a wake up call for a lot of people that maybe they put a premium on what they have at home. And we all realize that one of those premiums happens to be pinball as a form of entertainment. I know the argument's gone back and forth over console gaming and pinball and this and that, but let's just, let's call a spade a spade. Playing pinball is just cool. It's just fun. And it gives you an experience that no console game, whether it's 4k on an 80 inch TV can give you. And a lot of people have discovered that. And a lot of people are realizing the themes that they loved as a kid, whether it's the Avengers comics or whether it's star Wars or any type of music pen, even music pens, they hold their value very well over time because there's still going to be music fans. And just like we talked about before, Joel, when people enter pinball, they're discovering all these themes for the first time. They don't realize Metallica has been out for nearly yeah. a decade. They don't realize ACDC has been out for over a decade. You know, they don't realize Star Trek has been like that. They just see these themes and it's the first time they've seen them. So there's always going to be a market for new people coming in regardless. I think just what we'll see is a downturn in the third party market. I think you'll see some solid state games finally level off with the pricing. I think you'll see EMs come back down to earth to where you're not going to see the $1,500 to $2,000 EMs that you see some people putting out. I think you'll see those level off a little bit. And I think that's what to really expect. So if I was in a buying mood and I had to make a prediction right now, I would say I'd be trying to save back my money for certain solid states and certain EMs that I had my eye on and I'd be ready to pull the trigger in due time. That's yeah, the way I'd be looking point. at it. So you're saying like, like I've mentioned taxi a few times. Taxi mm -hmm. is a game that I love. Is today the day to buy a taxi? In my opinion, probably not. Like if I don't mind waiting, there's a good chance it's, it's already old. So if you have to wait a year and there's a chance that sure, that bubble burst and now all of a sudden my taxi's cheaper, you can get it then. But I don't, I don't like, for the people that are new or want to get in on this hobby, I don't, I don't have a cheap solution for you. I don't have a, I don't have, I don't know. I don't have a good recommendation other than if you can afford to buy new in box, if you hate the game, you're going to be able to sell it and not lose money. Well, uh, the, the key is, is if you, if you take it from the standpoint that it's not an investment, cause I know there's a lot of people out there that view pinball as an investment myself. I don't view pinball as an investment. I view it as a toy that I bring into my house to have fun with. And yeah. sometimes it'll cost a little bit more to get it right then and there. It's the same way. If I, if a movie comes out, I'm not going to wait 45 days for it to come out on streaming. I'm going to go ahead and take the family and pay the 60, 80 bucks. It costs us to go to the movies. Cause I want to watch that movie. Yeah. You know, I, I want that satisfaction right then and there. So I think if it comes down to, if you do have the funds, and it's within your budget because I'm not going to tell people to go way over their budget and just make a stretch. Like definitely don't make sacrifices yeah. for it that Take puts out you in a, a bad loan. position. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Card, yeah. But, but I would say that if you happen to have the budget and you find a game that you really want to play, I mean, me, I'm the type that just says, just pull the trigger, have fun playing it. And once you're done, 
sell it for whatever the market deems is worthy. If you happen to lose $500 off it, well, guess what? Probably in that year or two years, you had more than $500 worth of fun. You know, I don't think you're worrying it too much about it. Because if you're worried about how much your pen is worth and all this and that, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say you're in it for the wrong reasons because everybody has their own view of how they like to do the hobby. And some people like playing that game to where they don't want to lose any money. And it's like a badge of pride. Me, I'm the type of guy that sold a Ghostbusters Pro at $4,400 a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it is what it is. I just enjoy playing pinball. And I would just encourage anybody out there that if you have a dream theme, and it's within your budget and you're looking at it and it's right there. Like, why not? Why, why wait a year on a what if? Because what if it doesn't come to fruition? What you're hoping happens. What if yeah. prices go higher? You're, now what do you do? Yeah. Now you're sitting on the sidelines even longer. Your pin isn't going to be, well, I mean, there's exceptions, right? But like the majority of pins out there, it's not like even if the economy tanks, your pin isn't now worth half of what you paid for it. Like it'll take a dip. It's not going to be drastic. Um, and I just think the, there's the biggest issue right now in pinball is scarcity. There's not enough games. So it's not like all of a sudden everybody's going to be selling and it's like, well, there's too many people. There's too much. There's no demand. It's I just, I don't, I'm not, I'm not an economy expert, but in the, luckily go ahead. No, I was going to say in the 12, <laughs> plus years i've been in the hobby um maybe even longer than that holy crap it's been like 14 years uh <laughs> but in the time i've been in the hobby i've never really seen games like tank in value except for one and that was medieval madness well it may be attacked yeah. from mars when the remakes were made yeah but now you can't get the remakes and then the price went back up yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, I mean, yes, the the, the prices don't necessarily go down that yeah, much. But, so, yeah, all the remake games, so Monster Bash as well, and then Cactus Canyon, and then Fathom. There, You know, yeah. Fathoms used to be crazy expensive. Um, the only but, exceptions to that were new and box games, because as soon as you opened them, the, the price would, would drop in value as soon as you started playing it. Yeah. That's not the case now. Not anymore, yeah. No. And especially but with the LEDs. But it could get back to that. It could, but I think yeah. that's crazy about, like, if you actually want to look at a smart financial decision, like, a Stern LE, almost every LE even, un like, opened and played is selling for more than whatever you paid for it. Like, it's it's insane. It's right. it's absolutely insane. You got to make an effort to lose money on an LE. Well, you gotta make have, a pretty good effort but then again because games. of joel the price of halloween's have dropped <laughs> exactly. so yeah because yeah. of joel my bad way to go um, joel yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my um, bad. i know <laughs> prices are definitely a topic I, and i know i know i think it's a valid topic but it's also one of those i don't know i don't know i don't know just because i'm not in that per, that it you know, personally in this right now where it's like you have money and you feel like, do I pull the trigger now or should I wait or do I need to save or what? I don't know. I'm not in that. I'm not playing that game in my head. Or do you have yeah. a game that you're like, I want to sell it, but does it make sense to sell today? Or should I? I mean, like there's I, just as yeah. much value in just taking your money too and just taking a trip to one of these pinball meccas and just playing for a weekend. Yeah. And getting to play every version of different games that you've never gotten a chance to play before. Absolutely. I mean, that right there, I mean, there's a lot of value in that too. And it might open up your eyes to something different that you weren't expecting to enjoy that you never got a chance to play. So 
I, I absolutely agree with that, by the way. You know, if you have the chance to play games, play the games. Um, and you're going to find, I mean, that's what I've, my view on pinball has changed drastically over the five plus years I've been in it because I've played games and found certain games really appeal to me that I did, wasn't expecting, or there's games that didn't and now do. Um, yeah. But one example I do want to bring up is my neighbor. They have, they have a golf cart and they, they, they go around the neighborhood in it all the time. And I remember I asked them just was like, Hey, just, just like hypothetically. I was like, how much did that cost you? Cause he bought it used and he's put in a little money upgrading it or whatever. And we live in a cool neighborhood where there's a bunch of stuff we could drive to within golf. Do you have the range. spinners? Is that what you're trying no, to say? No, he didn't. It's, it's, but it's, it's stereo. A, he does have a stereo in it, there but it's go. not even the there bells and whistles. I just like the idea of being able to drive to the supermarket and back in a golf cart. It sounds pretty great. But anyways, <laughs> oh yeah, I, let's drive golf carts in the neighborhood. Awesome. It's so cool. I know you're mocking yeah. it, but it's awesome. No, I, I agree. No, I'm not mocking it. I'm saying it's awesome. Okay. I'm. Thank you for the support. I need it. Annie's <laughs> thumbs down. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're real, real cool there. So, anyways, uh, the golf cart I just asked me, he's like, I think I have like thirty six hundred dollars in it. Well, apparently, his neighbor went to the same place that he had bought his used just a month ago. So he said four years ago he bought it for thirty six hundred dollars. Today, if he bought the same essentially the exact same thing 6800 bucks like it has doubled doubled in price for the exact same thing like a, a used golf cart so i obviously pinball isn't the only place that that's experiencing this um pretty much all recreational things um you know i would assume i i don't know i'm assuming pools have gone up swing sets anything any recreational home thing has gone up um but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in the, in the golf, golf, uh, cart business where I want to buy a bunch now and then sell them in a year and, and, you know, cash out. Kind of, no, I don't know. Just what is cool about idea. this is to go flip golf carts, flip golf carts. Yeah. Um, where, where are all the toppers? What happened to the Mando and they're not out yet. Godzilla I don't know. and rush. You're ready to buy all of them. I know. I know. Especially yeah. the rush one. Well, Tom, if you listen to our last podcast, we actually established that toppers bring a lot of value to the game and I, how Joel I, I got his Deadpool that. topper. Thursday, Thursday, yep. the, the Deadpool topper will be here when, uh, when Zach comes to flip out the game. So I, I'll give a good review. It'll be great. We need a golf cart with a topper. Give it to Joel. I think it's just a golf most, cart topper. Most golf Why would you drive a, a golf cart without any golf clubs? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't even want to entertain your question because it's awesome. It's awesome. What do you do with a golf cart in your neighborhood? This is like the Johnny Depp trail. What you got to drive? You have to drive to pick up food. So why would I get in the man van, the minivan, just and use just your go? Car. Why would you? Because need... it's not not fun. Why why do people ride motorcycles or any other? Rec- why do, do people you guys buy a Jeep like roll up to Brahms or Sonic or McDonald's with have the golf cart? Have you seen the gas prices? It's an electric golf cart. I can whiz over there. I'm telling you, the joy that were on oh, my kid's face. When Elon we Musk over cart. here with the golf cart. Yeah. Apologies. <laughs> and his Tesla golf cart. <laughs> Tesla golf hey, cart. If you want to have. Does it have an LCD in, in that <laughs> golf cart? <laughs> I just want to. to 60 in two seconds. I just want to feel the wind blowing up my shorts as I'm flying up. I have Kroger, one question you know? about the golf cart. Does it have a, cool, does it have a cooler in it? I, I mean, we could put a cooler in it. I haven't bought a golf cart. It's just a thought of being able to putz oh, over there. you're about buying a golf cart. I am, because I love have the idea of throwing my kids in there. Have you your neighbor to take his for a test drive? I have. Have you been like, hey, neighbor, you have? I have. And what's you, great is my wife. let you do it? Yeah. 
Uh, he's like, you've driven a golf cart before. Here, hand me the keys. My son, my two-year-old son, sat next to me. <laughs> Joel crashes. And Even my in wife, those pants, he let him drive the golf cart. My wife, Amazing. He probably, trust going yeah, on. I went faster in these pants. I'll tell you. My wife and uh, my daughter sat in the back, and my wife, okay. the whole time I'm driving, is like, "Yeah, Autumn, your dad doesn't realize how bumpy it feels back here. Yeah, Autumn, your dad doesn't realize when he turns that sharply that we almost fly off. You know, like making you know being Damn, typical. she was just yeah, going yeah. like straight up passive aggressive <laughs> oh, towards yeah. you, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. she wasn't talking to me she was, Joel's on, me. She oh, was yeah. talking to autumn so Joel's and then autumn's going wheels yeah daddy Joel was just hitting all bumps each bump he just goes <laughs> in the middle fair. of the road That's fair. so That's she's fair. going daddy slower while calvin my two-year-old's going faster faster the whole time so, <laughs> so uh, what'd I'm you end up doing I just this is where it. we find out which kid is your favorite right I now what'd you end the up doing same speed I rode the fence. Isn't that your thing? I didn't change. I felt Damn. like I was I was driving a safe, <laughs> comfortable there's, speed. There's like 2,000 people listening to this right now being like, no. yep, that sounds like Joel. Yeah, safe. Just safe and true. Bam. Right down. I <laughs> had a great time. My same speed. I, I ignored time. both of my kids equally. Yep. Faster, faster. I'm, hey, they all had a good time. Everybody, but I think my wife had a great time. But even still, she's like, uh, <laughs> I can see of your the life, huh? <laughs> Everybody except for my wife. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> well done. That was good. That was good. I actually Thank you. On that Thank one. you. I appreciate it. All right. Tom, th- I'm glad you're back to listen to this and referee this. I'm glad yeah. I'm here. You know, it's all for the smiles. Um, well, Tom, I could actually use your help on this because okay. one of the other, um, one of the other questions was we believe it or not do a lot of t- tournament talk on this podcast. And I think we do forget that we get new listeners. We get people that are new to the hobby and they're, there's essentially slang that we use that some people don't understand. So we're just kind of rapid fire. We're going to blow through some of this, but um, we'll just start off at the beginning. A whopper. We talk about yes. people being whopper hungry, all about the whoppers. We're not talking about a Burger King sandwich. So they're delicious. Tom, I know you love the whoppers. You have a lot of them. That's why you're ranked pretty high in the world. Yeah, but uh, Travis so, is ranked higher than I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking to Travis. So, Tom, so <laughs> whoppers, can you please explain? <laughs> Can you please explain what Whoppers are? Uh, it's an abbreviation for World Pinball Player Rankings. Okay. So they're basically points you get by attending tournaments. Uh, so if if you win a tournament, you get more points, and then it goes. It's like a sliding scale down to the last person. Gotcha. The last person gets nothing. And so, speaking of which, Travis, so the Whopper. <laughs> That's a great so, segue. So, people are Whopper hungry, but the, the, and he's flipping off the camera. I'm glad your camera was on. So, that works. Good for you. Um, that, but like get, winning a Travis, like, so Travis, when he's dominating these tournaments in Oklahoma, they weren't worth much, right? Like, tr- like tournaments are worth more. Or you get more whoppers based on the people you're playing, right? I mean, that's, right, based yeah. on the strength of the players, yeah. So there's like there's a ranking, there's a rating, and I think there's one other metric that goes into it that basically it it puts a value on each player that's within a tournament. Okay, is how it happens, and so that value adds up to whatever first place is going to equal, and then it just like Tom said, it just scales down from there, and. The whole tournament value is based off your TGP, your total games played, which is further just if you want to get really nerdy, that's basically just a bunch of mathematics based off the amount of players you have and the format you play. And that equals out to a percentage of your TGP and your overall value of said tournament. And if that is all confusing, just go to ifpapinball.com. 
go to the resources drop down. And then I think it's like the third to the bottom to where it says, it says TGP guide. You can look on there. So you don't, or just ask uh, Greg Pavarelli. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Greg can explain it very well. Yep. But you guys, technically, you don't know the, like, you don't know what, technically, you won't know the exact number of whoppers you would potentially win at a tournament before you enter it. Like, you have, uh, the tournament has to. Uh, sort of. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's a little bit. Well, if you know who's playing, right? Like, that's the key, right? Like, that's, you, yeah. it really depends yeah. on who played in it. And then what format and all that. So it's a lot of that's important. But then somebody else does the math, right? I mean, somebody else is doing the math and then sticking it in the on the website. Like that's it's not like Travis is calculating. His no, this is no, it, it's all metrics done. Uh, if Travis was calculating, he'd be number one. Yeah, yeah, I'd be world champion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there you go. So there's the Whopper. Two-time defending world champion. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think there were a few other ones. Uh, just so, you know, we we're talking buzzwords or something. So pump and dump. So real quick, there are different tournament formats out there. Out there. So uh, Travis, pump and dump. You want to explain that in a short, bite-sized way? Sure. That's just a herb tournament, which just means What's that herb? you... You just said a buzzword. Oh it's a best game tournament. Yes, herb? there we well, go. Why is it best Herb? Because it's named after somebody. I'm assuming Herb. Yep, there you go. You're okay. a right one. Okay, so <laughs> moving forward. Best game tournament, right? Okay. So you have X amount of pins in front of you. It could be like 5, 10, 15, whatever. And however many games the tournament director decides is going to go towards your qualifying, you're basically either allowed to... If you, if you hear Unlimited Herb, it means you can play each game as many times as you desire up until the qualifying is done. So whatever time frame there is, whereas if it's limited, you can only play each game, whatever the limit is. So if you have say 20 plays or eight qualifications, obviously you need to still qualify on eight pins, but you only got 20 plays total to do it in. So okay. if you, if you have a big that's what wallet, a pump is. you can continue to play. Can- yeah. So pump and dump, wouldn't necessarily be limited. It would just be like full on, like just keep on rocking it out. And yeah, you, you definitely hear from a lot of people that say, well, you know, only the players that buy in the most will qualify this and that, but that's That's not not necessarily true. That might be good for like one or two, but typically the players that you see there, I mean, they're very good. And I personally like pump and dumps from the perspective that you can, you can basically lay out your own way to make finals to yep. where you can go anytime that you want. You can take a break when you need it. And then on top of that, it actually, to me, makes finals more exciting because most everybody in the finals knows how the games are playing. They're aware of the bounces. They're aware where the, where the tilt is. So you just see a lot more competitive games in that nature to where the scores tend to trend up a little bit more, which is why I really enjoy yep. the Herb style. Yep. Okay. I or agree. pump and dump pump and dump all right and then another one was pin golf so like yeah explain pin golf uh, tom you can do that you oh can why explain. do i have to do everything because you're a smart tom man hates pin golf joel Didn't <laughs> no, you i know actually this? i actually like pin golf i know you love pin golf this is yeah. all you tom do I, it i can't get eric to do it though. since thorn you gotta do pin golf except would for people pin- like a pin golf at d82 i think they think would because we've done would? it twice I wonder if they'd like a pump and dump at D82. I think they would really like a pump and dump at What if we did 82? a pin golf pump and dump? Has that ever been done before? I don't think it has. 
I I will tell you I don't though, know how you a, do that as a viewer on stream. I know I, I just blocked I like, out my brain. I like pin golf. Like <laughs> okay, so well, go let ahead me explain, explain it, what but I like golf. it. I like pin golf. I like All seeing right. it and watching. Joel it. likes pin so, golf and turtles. Good. So We're for pin right golf, track. there's usually an objective which is score, and you have to basically get that score in a number of balls and you want to do you want to try to do that in one ball so you get a hole in one so let's say you're playing i don't know let's say you're playing rush and the score to get is 250 million you have to do that in ball one so and if you don't don't do it in ball one you just keep playing and then usually in tournaments uh if it's set to three ball your fourth ball, if you didn't reach the objective, you get a four, or there's like a range of scores. So, you know, it'll be like 250 to 200 million is, is a, uh, you get a four, and then another five, 50 million down, you get a, a five, and so on. And Travis's camera just went out just again. Just went out. <laughs> so I good. went into the hazard. So well, that, that's uh, pin, a golf reference, pin, Joel. Uh, the <laughs> tournament the that uh, the IFPA runs, uh, uh, Pin Masters, which is usually with nationals, is is pin golf, and that's nice. a lot of fun. I like. I that like. Tournament. I like it because it's. Um, you can do pin golf though as well. Not it doesn't have to be score based, right? No, like you can, can do objectives. Objective. Yeah, that's what Which makes is, it a lot of fun. Is yeah. you could do both objectives and score, so it might force you to play a game much differently than you would in a pump and dump or and in a match play situation. And so, we've yeah, done that on stream uh, with the pin skins. Yeah, which is a lot of fun. Yep. I, I, it is in my opinion, it's the best. It's like one of my favorite streams to watch because it's very clear. Like there's no guesswork of what what the person's trying to do. It's like, oh, they're at, what are you? What? Go ahead, Travis. <laughs> I just had the best idea ever, and I got to say this out loud before I lose this. Tom, I just had this idea of pinskins with Joel, <laughs> Drew, Josh, and who else is a podcaster that plays pinball, but not necessarily competitive all the time. I think every podcaster. I would Canada. hope that. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, Zach Manny. <laughs> Zach Manny. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that foursome right there, trying to play in pinskins with the hardest pins possible. <laughs> oh, goody! I want to announce that. I'm just okay. putting it out there right now. All right, hey, we can, make, the, we can make that happen. But that I would, I would probably play in that because to be honest, like that to me is I like that idea. This objective based thing. Where it's just like, okay, I understand instead of trying to like do something crazy or blow up like rush to get 250 million, there's a lot you have to do to get to 250 million in rush. But if you give me have an you done that before, I have. Thank okay, you. Okay, good. I'm just making sure. But it's you not were talking- like that's not every game. And and that's and remember, I'm on easy mode over here with my with my <laughs> with my outlays tight. So I don't know. It's uh I it's to, I like that idea. I like that format where it's like okay, or you can you can do pin golf and you can do like head to head. Like I know Carl with uh, with uh, IE Pinball will stream that. Like they get two of the exact same machine. That is do, that is they, really fun yeah. to watch. 
they do very simple objectives, you know, yep. first to this multiball ready go. And it could yep. be, it could be 15 seconds and it's fast or, and then obviously stern, um, or never, I, Carl does it with, uh, what's it called? His pin, his, clash. Uh, pin clash, same thing, like head to head. Air dryer. Just, <laughs> See, I just, wish, I wish some of these companies would incorporate that into their pins. So like, you know how Dwight does like the impossible mode and, yeah. and you know, different things. That would be really cool. Here's a list of objectives, and you need to do it, and and it's like a speed run. Well, I mean, even in Turtles with Insider Connected, there are, like, the modes within Turtles, there's one achievement to start the mode, there's one achievement to complete the mode, but then he has a third achievement of completing it in a set amount of time. So now you still have to, like, play the game, so you'd still have to set up the mode and play it. But, and, and I mean, it would be cool if you could somehow just start the game and warp straight to that mode if you really wanted to do a time trial kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, there's with Insider Connected, the, the possibilities are endless, right? Yeah, or I, bit, right? I fully believe at some point that'll be implemented on Stern Pinball Machines. Well, I mean, that just seems like a low hanging fruit. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That just it seems like the most obvious thing to put on there. If you're going to have head-to-head events or you're going to have leaderboards or something like that time-based stuff i mean well, you're gonna have objectives what is yeah. it what is it obvious to them that's my question it's i gotta think be. it's as, obvious. Yeah. as much as they put into just the overall software and everything i would yeah. have to think that that would be something that they would implement yeah it would i would I, be shocked if they didn't there's we've talked about insider connected insider connected a lot and and i still we all agree there's endless potential there and there's a lot of stuff now where i'm just waiting yeah where, let's uh, go Thomas, he's, he's sick of these achievements his, i need more yeah he he's more. on his throne just twiddling his thumbs he's like i'm ready <laughs> give me more well i don't know is there any other terms that you feel like you guys like as tournament players you throw out that we should probably clarify real quick that you that would be of? Stephen Bowden question. Yes. He's okay. the king of the pinball dictionary. I mean, gotcha. maybe when we have him on here, we yeah, can go, go on, over. Uh, go on fun with bonus and check out mm-hmm. his pin dictionary. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, I, there's tons of terms on there. I would say we're, we're approaching the two hour mark. There were some really good questions. Uh, so I, we kind of summarized a bunch of them. So if we didn't get to your question, let us know. I think we'll probably get used to doing that. That was really nice getting, getting questions, but you can always email us at triple drain at gmail.com. If there's anything specific you want us to discuss. And Travis will ignore them. Yeah. Well, Travis doesn't know how to read, so we don't give him (laughs) access to emails. Um, yeah, but I don't know. We can probably, was there anything else you guys, I, I had a seventh point and I wrote the pinball show and all I wanted to say is, uh, Zach and Dennis there, the next episode is episode hundred, which was technically supposed to be today. But we're this recording this on Monday the us. 9th. Yeah. We're, we're getting there. We're, uh, but, um, it was supposed to be today, but I, he said it's going to be two weeks. So I think he's going big. I think he's going big. And he mentioned some format changes. We have no idea what those are. But um, in the meantime, there was a new podcast. Dr. John has started the, I think it's the Aussie Pinball Podcast, where he's kind of filling us in about the the world of pinball in Australia, which is pretty neat. Um, so obviously, we're trying to put this out for you guys. So we'll see what's going to happen on the pinball, in the pinball podcasting realm over the next two weeks. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe if, if a reveal happens sooner than later, maybe we'll record another one and talk about our reactions to it. But um yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the pinball show. Hope everybody's looking forward to that uh, episode 100, which which should be a good time. Um, but yeah, was there anything else that either of you guys want to talk about? We can go back to making fun of Travis's hoodie. Um, it's a wearable blanket, Joel. 
What was it marketed at? Where'd what, you buy yeah, it? What Amazon it? or what? A like, snuggie? What's its name? Is it a snuggie? You know what? I'm not going to tell you guys because I know <laughs> deep down you guys want to buy one now. <laughs> buy, hey, yeah. I'm, You're going to have to I'm look it good. up yourself. I'm good. Regular yeah. blankets, fine. Travis, you buy me one and I'll, and I'll buy your Triple Drain merch. How about that? You buy me one of those. Thanks. There you go. Mm, and I'll buy you seems some, like a fair trade. <laughs> buy some just, triple drain merch. No, Travis, okay. just but buy yourself a new one and give them your used one. I don't want that <laughs> fart filled, yeah, fart filled quilt of a whatever. He's, I don't want it. Well, so what it's actually called, if you really want to know, hey, we're it's called the, yeah. it's called the comfy. Oh, that's what it's Lord. called. It was on Shark Tank. The comfy. All right. The comfy. Yeah, it's literally called the comfy. Everybody's it's an oversized microfiber wearable blanket. What size what did it's... you order? Like eight XL. <laughs> comfy. It's forty nine ninety nine on Amazon. And uh, Travis is like swimming in this thing. <laughs> it's ridiculous. There's the original and the quarter zip. He went original. I'm not seeing that quarter zip. I did. You're not venting anything on that thing. You want it as. <laughs> No, I told you. You pull I, it up to your armpits, and you this just is let a one size fits all, man. There is no yep. sizing on this, and no. they sell them used for thirty six bucks. And now that oh. I've heard about Travis's experience, do not buy it do used. <laughs> do not, do not buy it used. Look at the pictures I on there. Can't though, vomit Joel. it on They're, this. We got to. They are so happy. There's two bros just sitting on a couch. <laughs> Just eating pizza, you know, just and on your stream the other day. Look like you were talking about pants. people that drink Mountain Dew and just yeah, play Xbox you. and all that. All right. Hey, uh, if anybody if you owns don't a leave comfy, the house, this is great. Yeah. If anybody owns a comfy, feel free to take a picture of it and post it on our Facebook. And we will make fun of you. No. <laughs> Travis needs, maybe that's what, Travis would love the support. I, I bet you, I bet you Glad has a comfy. No, no, no. If somebody... I need zero validation no, no, no. for my choices. If somebody owns a comfy, I regret nothing. If somebody owns a comfy and they post a picture of them on our uh, Facebook, Travis, you have to take a picture of yourself and post it. I'll hell, I'll take a picture of myself anyways <laughs> without that. I don't get embarrassed. It's fine. I'm good. I might just order another one right now since I'm on the Amazon page. I'd say to cover your lower half, but you pretty much I mean it covers seventy five percent of you. It's absurd. He's, he's you know, naked underneath it. Yeah, no. I'm proud. I got I got nothing to hide. We're good. His cheeks are spread right now on that serpa <laughs> on that serpa fur or whatever on the inside of that thing. All right. Well, let's go ahead and plug, you know. Yep. Let's, yep. Let's that's, plug that's it up. Good I got to <laughs> plug my stream, Fox City's Pinball, on Twitch and YouTube. On Twitch this weekend, May 14th at 9 a.m., I'm going to be streaming the Ladies Flip Wisconsin at District 82 Pinball. So it's just, just the ladies this time. So uh, 34 women, cash prizes. We're going to be streaming that. Nice. So uh, check it out. Cool, yeah, and uh, yeah, Travis, feel free, feel free to uh, plug our podcast. Feel free, feel free. Well, I would like to encourage everybody to go to Amazon.com and buy a comfy. <laughs> we get no affiliate money from that. You guys can also listen to us on the TPN network at Triple Drain Podcast. And then you guys can catch me this weekend. I'm going to Delaware to play in their tournament yes. out there. And I think their Twitch handle is Delaware Pinball Collective. And I, so. I think they're streaming. I'm not quite sure. I, I don't know the situation on that. So I'm pretty sure they're streaming it. Okay. Nice. I, I think it's, yeah, I think they might be doing that, but there's no commentators or anything like that. So well, I don't know. You can just, jump on. 
Yeah, if you just want to watch. When you get knocked just... out, just jump on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are you, uh, are you I pack- have my glasses now. I think I'll be, I should be fine. Are you I'll pack- finish above 50 are a couple of times. Are you packing your comfy? you taking your comfy with you? I'll wear it on the plane. (laughs) You're going to have to get an extra. Travis is going to be like, this is a mask. Yeah. You're going to have to get the, uh, the seatbelt extension just to fit in that seat with that thing on. Mommy, what is that man wearing? Uh, Oh, man. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, and yeah, uh, my name's Joel. Um, I do, uh, I do the Pitbull Network stream on Wednesdays. So feel free to check that out Wednesday nights. Um, at 10 Eastern Standard Time. And then every other Thursday, I stream for Flipping Out uh, on the Flipping Out uh, stream. So check that out. Um, but yeah, and then obviously Triple Drain. So if there's anything, if you guys are listening to this, if there's anything, once again, if you agree, disagree, what we're talking about, buy a comfy, feel free to email us at, at tripledrain at gmail.com um, or anything else we can talk about. Um, but yeah, appreciate the listens. Appreciate the laughter, guys. Thanks for... Um, I don't know. Thanks for being ridiculous, Travis. And Tom, thanks for being back, man. It's great to have you on here. Thanks. We didn't even do a Tom Talks. Tom was talking the whole episode. He was. He was, man. You were fired up, Tom. This is the lemonade. It was the lemonade. (laughs) (laughs) Go to that sugar in there. Yeah. What was it? Sugar. It's crystal light. That's right, Crystal Light. It was when you were drinking the Pepsis last time you were on. Oh, yeah. Boy, you were were wired. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, once again, thanks, Travis, for being here. And uh, Tom, uh, you Thank get you. the last words. Uh, good night, everybody. <laughs>